June 20th to you here on this 20th day of the month of June. And summer's here, and we're all dressing appropriately. I got my seersucker on today. Hopefully you've got a little seersucker in your life. If not, pull it out, because this is the time of year to have that stuff on. John Rawl is my name, and this is Y'all Talk with an Accent on All Things Southern. Seersucker or not, we're glad to have you aboard here as we've got three hours of conversation about what's going on in the Southeast. Got a busy show planned, and we want you to be part of it here at the Y'all Show. And there's a couple of ways you can be a part of our program. You can send us an email at your leisure, and the way to do that is just simply get your keyboard out and peck away there at the keyboard. Mail, M-A-I-L, mail at y'all.com. That's the easiest way to reach us via email. You also can send us a text. We have a 24-hour text line available to you, whether you're listening to us or one of our incredibly cool radio affiliates, or if you're catching us in podcast form, you can send us a text at 615-208-4184. 615-208-4184. That's the way to get in touch with us here. 24 hours a day via our Y'all Show text line. On today's program, we've got headlines from across the southeast that we'll be diving into. We've got headlines of all types from the storms. Looks like we've got a definitely a hurricane brewing in the Atlantic. We gave you a little heads up about it on our Monday show. But yes, the unfortunate news is this thing looks like it's going to be developing. But could dissipate before it gets to the Atlantic seaboard or get it into the Gulf of Mexico. But it's going to be a problem for some of those far eastern Caribbean islands. We'll give you an update on that. Speaking of Mother Nature, we have at least one person who has died in Mississippi as a result of tornadoes coming through the Magnolia State Sunday. And we'll let you know about that. Plus power outages, still hundreds of thousands of people, at least on Monday, without power in several southern states. We'll fill you in on that information. Also, some sad drownings. We had two different men drown in the South in efforts to rescue their children. I'll tell you about a drowning at Panama City Beach and one at Lake Hartwell in Georgia. We also will tell you about how a man in Lexington, Kentucky, has been arrested after trying to burn down Mary Todd Lincoln's historic site there in Lexington, Kentucky. And also in our headlines today, can you believe that there actually there actually already is a curfew on the books in the city of Atlanta for minors? And they're voting right now to try to change the hours of when minors can be out on the streets, all in an effort to stem violence in Georgia's capital city. We'll talk about that in our headlines today. Plus, Bucky's. Oh, yes. Bucky's is back in the news. This Texas-based company that forever was only in Texas, they have expanded into other southern states and now they have announced a new location in the state of Tennessee. And I'll tell you all about it. Plus, it looks like they've got Tennessee on their mind with additional locations in, in addition to the one I'm telling you about today on the headlines of business news from across the southeast. All that plus, we've got a feel-good story coming from the state of Maryland. A Marylander is now the third black tennis player that's American, at least. Third black American tennis player to hit the top ten of tennis. And I'll let you know more about this rising star in the sport of tennis. All that in our headlines today, so you want to make sure you stick around for that. And we also have coming to you today sports headlines from across the southeast. Michael Jordan is going to be 
out as majority owner of the Charlotte Hornets, that NBA franchise that has had the only black owner, Michael Jordan, is selling his stock or his stake in the Hornets. He will remain a partial owner, but there will be other owners now that will not be black owners. So that's news out of the NBA over the last few days that we'll be sharing in our sports headlines, plus some conference expansion type news in college football. We'll tell you about that. An update from the College World Series, the Tennessee Vols hang on in Omaha and will live to play another day. We'll discuss that. Plus, in the world of baseball, Joey Votto back with the Cincinnati Rebs. And what a what a job he did on Monday for the Big Red Machine. We'll tell you about that. Plus, the death of a longtime Baltimore Orioles pitcher. We'll discuss that here on today's sports headlines across the southeast. Plus, we have hashtag Hullabaloo where we go on social media and find all kinds of fun stuff there. We have a Southern political report coming to you today that will be very Democratic-centric. We've got some Democratic Party news to tell you about. We'll do that, plus some Ron DeSantis news. And it has to do with, let's see, I forgot what it was. You know, with Ron DeSantis, he says a lot. He certainly says a lot. And I think the latest headline was Ron DeSantis and... Oh, gosh, what is it? Come on, pull up article. Uh, Okay, yeah, it's Ron DeSantis versus Bud Light. I knew it was something goofy. (laughs) We'll talk about that in our political report today in the Y'all Show. I guess he won't be getting drunk on Bud Lights anytime soon based on the headline of that. All that's coming up in our first hour, news, sports, and politics. What a combination. Hour two today, we're going to have a very special guest joining us on, on the telephone. Is We're going to have Neil Wooten. He's the author of the true crime memoir that has just come out called With the Devil's Help. And he'll call in as part of our Southern Book Report in hour number two of today's Y'all Show. We'll also have in our second hour entertainment headlines from Taylor Swift having the biggest concert she's ever had. To Jordan Davis, the country music singer, he and his wife have had another baby. We congratulate them. All that plus some movie results. What's selling at the box office these days? All that in our second hour of today's Y'all Show. And in our final hour today, we're going to be welcomed in by the Takapola Storyteller. And he already told me what his subject's going to be. So we're going to discuss with the Takapola Storyteller, Hitchhiking. Have you hitchhiked lately? Uh, I bet you haven't done it quite like Jerry Short has done back in the day. And he's going to talk about how he stuck his thumb out as a youngster and traveled 2,000 miles. Oh, you're going to want to hear about this. He was, I think, 14 years old when he did that. What an idiot. I've I've actually hitchhiked for about 20 miles here in the last five years, and I was scared to death when I did that. And I did it out of necessity. But we'll discuss hitchhiking with our Takapola storyteller when that time comes in hour number three of today's Y'all program. So, encourage you to stick around for all the fun stuff on today's program let's get into our news headlines of the day and the big story still remains as we told you on monday we continue on with the results of what the damage is coming in from storms that passed through the south sunday primarily some had actually happened over the weekend on saturday some into the early morning hours of monday But we're now finding out that north of Bay Springs, Mississippi, this is about 60 miles southeast of Jackson, Mississippi, in a little community called Lewin, Mississippi, multiple tornadoes swept through that area, killing at least one, injuring two dozen people, according to state officials in Mississippi. 
They were working in very various counties of that portion of central Mississippi to assess the damage from storms, which were caused by high temperatures on Saturday and Sunday, and then the cold front hit the area. Hail also accompanied the tornadoes, and it happened in Jasper County in central, sort of the central eastern portion, sort of between Laurel and Jackson is where we're talking about. And Lurid, which is the brunt of the damage of the storm, drone footage showed a wide expanse of debris-covered areas of that town, homes decimated, trees just really strewn around the area. And again, one person dead in that little community of Jasper County, Mississippi. The person identified as dying in the storm was 67-year-old George Jean Hayes. And he died, evidently, in the storm that passed through over the weekend in Mississippi. But a very, very dangerous set of storms that came through. And remember, we've seen some very high temperatures across much of the deep south over these last few days, which only fueled these violent storms in Mississippi. We had some bad weather also in Texas, Louisiana, even Tennessee got some bad stuff over the weekend and power outages happening as a result of these storms. More than 300,000 customers in the South remain without power on Monday following these storms, and at least one person has died due to the prolonged outage of storms, and that death happened in Oklahoma. There were some bad storms in Oklahoma Saturday and some flooding too. I think they had multiple people die in Oklahoma from the storms that hit that area over the weekend. They had 80-mile-per-hour wind gust in Tulsa, according to the National Weather Service. About 165,000 people around Tulsa alone had no power Monday. And other portions of the south, like we said in Mississippi, got hit by these tornadoes, and they've got multiple power outages in Mississippi. According to WLBT-TV out of Jackson, Mississippi, People had trouble obtaining medication after power forced pharmacies and grocery stores to close. And crews are working to restore power after multiple tornadoes hit central Mississippi overnight into Monday, again killing one there and injuring nearly two dozen people in the state of Mississippi. Now, keeping our eye on the weather, we continue with more headlines weather-related. Tropical Storm Brett is now official and it is expected to strengthen into this 2023's season of hurricanes as the first hurricane of the year. It's officially formed in the Atlantic according to the National Hurricane Center. Tropical Storm Brett is forecast to strengthen into a hurricane as it gradually moves west toward the Lesser Antilles Thursday into Friday. It's going to bring heavy rain and a dangerous risk of storm surge. Brett currently has maximum sustained wind speeds around 40 miles per hour and expected to become a Category 1 in a matter of days. So check that out. Keep the eye on the tropics here as the current forecast, again, has it going in the Lesser Antilles and south of Puerto Rico into that portion between Puerto Rico and Venezuela is where it looks like it's scheduled to go. I can't imagine this thing would make a right turn and head up to the Atlantic coast. It could end up 
going into the Gulf and causing a problem. I've seen some of the forecasters say they expect this thing to dissipate. But something to keep in mind here with Brett, now officially a tropical storm. Sad news from Panama City Beach. An Alabama father died on Father's Day while trying to save his daughter who got caught in a strong rip current at Panama City Beach. Officials there in that area say the incident could have been prevented. Unfortunately, unfortunately, the man from the Birmingham area, Christopher Pierce from Helena, Alabama, or Helena, actually is the name of that town, 47-year-old Pierce was vacationing with his family at Tidewater Beach Resort when his daughter got stuck in a rip current. She was swimming on a red flag day, meaning the Gulf was dangerous to swimmers and to use caution while saving his daughter from the strong current Christopher Pierce got into trouble. Unfortunately, he drowned, according to Panama City Beach Police Chief J.R. Talamentes. He was successful to get her out of the water, thank goodness, but in that attempt, he got caught in rip current that he ultimately died as a result of that. So very, very good news. Good to remind you that you need to be very careful of these red flag warnings when you're at the beach. And for goodness sakes, watch out for rip currents. Whether you're on the Gulf Coast or the Atlantic Coast, it's something we don't think a lot about. But yes, keep those in mind. In fact, law enforcement urges the public to stay out of the water when red flags are up. According to that Panama City official, that the water is just as dangerous with red flags and the rip currents that happened at that time just as dangerous as a pool full of sharks. Unless you want to take the chance of us having to call your loved one, all right, tell them that you died by making a stupid, foolish, and preventable mistake. Stay out of the water on single and double red flag days. Panama City Beach Rescue already has answered at least 10 swimmer in distress calls in the last week. And that's not including the other counties in that area, like our other law enforcement communities like Bay County Sheriff's Department and other beach counties in the Panama City area, the Gulf Coast of Florida. So very, very important information coming from Panama City Beach to watch out. When you see a red flag, don't swim. Don't go out there. It is not worth the risk. Now, we also have, sadly, news from Inland Waters to tell you about. A Lawrenceville, Georgia man who tried to help his son has drowned in Lake Hartwell, which is on the Georgia-South Carolina border. This news coming in from the Georgia Department of Natural Resources. 45-year-old Constantine Pascal was pulling his son on a tube when he noticed his life jacket was unfastened. They went on to say, the officials, that he put the boat in neutral and jumped into the water to help, but he did not resurface. The child ended up being rescued. That's great, but unfortunately... The driver of the boat, the father, out on Father's Day weekend on Lake Hartwell in Georgia, drowning as a result of jumping in the water. Sad news. In other headlines across the southeast today, police have arrested a man in Lexington, Kentucky, after he tried to burn down a historical site there, the Mary Todd Lincoln House. And 29-year-old Santosh Shama arrested in Lexington, Kentucky. According to his arrest citation, Shama was spotted 
pouring gasoline on the rear of the Mary Todd Lincoln house. He had a lighter in his pocket. He also had an additional full gallon jug of gas in a drawstring bag tied to his back. The citation from the police says that when confronted by an officer, Shema brandished a hammer. Sounds like a very disturbed gentleman there in Lexington, Kentucky. The executive director of the Mary Todd Lincoln House, Gwen Thompson, said she was called to the house that night to meet with police, but a very close call. This home in Lexington, Kentucky, is the childhood home of the former First Lady of the United States and, of course, wife of Abraham Lincoln. It's been open to visitors since 1977. And despite this close call, the historic site will continue on as it has historic site has treasures that are important to the story of the Mary Todd Lincoln life. And you can go visit that home in Lexington, Lexington Kentucky. Sherma is charged with menacing, criminal trespassing, and attempted arson. But a close call of a historic site. Remember, in the Civil War, Mary Todd Lincoln's brother, I think, might have even fought for the Confederacy. You know, she had the Kentucky and Southern ties. Abraham Lincoln, born in Kentucky. Another example of how absolutely messed up the country was in that time period and how divided the country was on North and South and free state and slave state, states' rights and more federal power. And it led to a civil war. But you know what? When the war ended in 1865, in many ways, the country came together in a big way. And I'm not so sure they weren't more united in 1875 and 1885 than we are today. The healing, even though Reconstruction was going on, you still had a proud America. I don't know how much pride we've got in today's world. Just my opinion. But how can we go back now and take down stuff from that time period because we feel like, well, these people were traitors. Well, guess what? In the years after the Civil War, the people who fought against the traitors were perfectly fine shaking their hand and uniting this country for the better of the country. Just throwing that out there. Hey, I was a little surprised at this story coming to us from Georgia's capital city. Did you realize there is a curfew of 11 p.m. for anyone under the age of 18 in the city of Atlanta, Georgia? I did not know that. I didn't even know that was legal, that you could have curfews outside of, let's say, a storm where there's power outages and stuff like martial law. But the Atlanta City Council is already talking about, hey, 11 p.m., is not soon enough for a curfew as they're trying to stop violence among teenagers in one of the South's biggest cities. One councilwoman, Councilwoman Waits on the Atlanta City Council, is proposing a 7 o'clock p.m. curfew. And this follows so many killings in Atlanta, but just recently two teens were killed in a shooting on a bridge near Atlantic Station. Unfortunately, the proposal did not get enough votes. But they're looking to maybe adjust the time of when kids can be out on the streets in Atlanta, Georgia. And if they can make that happen there, they can likely change the curfews of towns near you. 
to Washington. And a North Carolinian now has been picked to be the new director of the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, the White House announcing that Dr. Mandy Cohen is going to be the new CDC head. And most recently, Cohen was a North Carolina official as she was secretary of the North Carolina Department of Health and Human Services from 2017 until last year. And before that, she had held health-related jobs at two federal agencies. She would succeed Rochelle Walensky. Now, what a name. What a lady that was in the news nonstop. I know for a while there, I couldn't log on the computer without seeing a picture of Rochelle Walensky, the head of the CDC. And it looks like she's out, and the 44-year-old from North Carolina is going to be leading this Atlanta-based federal agency, which is seen as the global leader on disease control and a reliable source of health information. Of course, they were huge on the whole COVID front. And the New York-raised Cohen, whose mom was a nurse practitioner, she's got a medical degree from Yale and a master's in health from Harvard. She'll be leading up the CDC. Back in 2020, Cohen refused to support Donald Trump's demands for a full-capacity Republican convention in Charlotte with no mask wearing. So she's been in the news for going up against Trump before, but now she'll be leading the CDC. Mandy Cohen going to be the new director, it appears, if she's sent along sent on along and that's a look at the news headlines of the day we've got more headlines we'll be sharing with you as the y'all show goes on including how one marylander is the third black american tennis player to reach the top 10 of tennis we'll tell you about this rising star out on the court all that plus a black panther not the movie but a real black panther being spotted around Huntsville, Alabama. Yikes. Also, Bucky's. They've got big plans to expand in the volunteer state. If you haven't been to a Bucky's, you're missing out. <laughs> I'll tell you all about it as we continue on with our news headlines on this Tuesday Y'all Show. When we come back, we will switch over and fill you in with all of the sports news from the NBA to college football to an update from the College World Series in Omaha. That's ahead as the Y'all Show continues. Carts are open at Jackson Bowling and Skating. Now go have some fun. Every Wednesday, Jackson Bowling and Skating is helping you save the bucks with buck skating 4 to 7 p.m. and buck bowling every Wednesday 2 to 7 p.m. On Thursdays, enjoy three hours unlimited bowling for just $9 anytime 4 p.m. to close. Midnight bowling every Friday and Saturday, midnight to 3 a.m. Now you can check in online and reserve your lane. Enjoy traditional 10-pin bowling or try the all-new duck pin bowling. You're going to love the newly remodeled Concessions Cafe. Pizza, burgers, hot dogs, and more. Seven days a week. Enjoy bowling, skating, laser tag, virtual roller coaster, arcade and concessions, and mini golf and go-karts are open. Jackson Bowling and Skating Family Fun Center. Fun for friends and family and the perfect place 
place to host all your large group or company parties. Seven days a week, 59 Bowling Drive, 45 Bypass at Old Humboldt Road. Call 668-BOWL. Check out their specials on Facebook and jacksonbowling.com. Hey, this is Chuck Walker with Southeastern Termite and Pest Control. We recently celebrated our 20th year in business here in West Tennessee. That's two decades of growth for us. We've added to our work family, moved locations a few times, seen our co-workers have kids and grandkids. We've even seen our clients who were kids when we started at their parents' house now call us to take care of their homes. Lots of things change over 20 years, but here's what hasn't. We can still be reached 24 hours a day. We still provide quality, guaranteed termite and pest control service for all of West Tennessee. We still are the go-to company for real estate closing letters. We still provide quality fungus treatments and affordable moisture barriers. We still take care of your bed bugs, brown recluse, and every other pest problem you could have. If you own a home, you need termite protection. And the biggest thing we've learned in 20 years, we need you. Give us a call 24 hours a day for a different kind of experience from a service company. Southeastern, 660-1052. That's Southeastern, 660-1052. Hey, this is John Rawl. I want to let you know if you've had some recent storm damage and you've got some issues with trees and you need somebody to come help you out with that, let me tell you all about See Me Tree Service. They present the Supertalk 93.1 text line, 731-410-7560 is how you can text us anytime here on the Y'all Show, on the Patriot Pastor, or the Frankie Lack Show, 731-410-7560. That text line, again, powered by See Me Tree Service. A small family-owned business located right here in West Tennessee. See Me Tree Service will help with tree removal, tree trimming. They'll help you with tree elevation. If you've got something that needs pruning, they can help with that. Tree topping, stump grinding, and a lot, lot more. They're licensed and insured. You can call their number for a free estimate, 731-617-2236. Again, 731-617-2236. Save that number because you're going to need See Me Tree Service at some point. And they're the ones that can help you as they cover all of West Tennessee. Again, See Me Tree Service, proud presenters of the Super Talk 93.1 text line. From the Smokies to the Bayou, this is the Y'all Show on West Tennessee Super Talk 93.1 FM. All those Tennessee Diamond Vols, they were able to send the Stanford Cardinal back to California on Monday as the Vols survive in a battle with Stanford in an elimination game at the College Baseball World Series. Hello, welcome back. It's the Y'all Show. It's our time for a Southern Sports Report. And sure enough, Tennessee with a big win over Stanford, 6-4 on Monday and they will advance after getting past this elimination game. Who are they going to face off against? They're going to have to take on a familiar foe in the LSU Tigers as LSU went down in flames Monday to the best team in college baseball, it appears, the Wake Forest Demon Deacons out of the ACC because Monday, Wake able to just get past LSU on the diamond at TD Ameritrade Park there in Omaha. 3-2 Deeks over LSU. 
So you're going to have Tennessee and LSU getting together in a game where the winner continues on and the loser, their season comes to an end. And we'll tell you more about the College World Series, what's going on there. I've got games today on the docket. You've got Florida still alive, and you've got TCU that's barely hanging on too. So we'll have all that information shared as we continue on on this Monday edition. Let's tell you about some other baseball news from the professional ranks. How about the return of Joey Votto of the Cincinnati Reds? He had three RBIs in his return with the Cincinnati Reds on Monday. He homered and hit a go-ahead two-run single as his 10-month absence following surgery came to an end and Cincinnati extended its longest winning streak in a decade. They've won nine games after a 5-4 win over the Colorado Rockies Monday night. And now the Reds have taken over the NL Central lead for the first time since early April. Got a half-game lead over the Brewers right now. But Joey Votto, very popular baseball player, had to have 10 months recovery after surgery on his left biceps and rotator cuff. Got a big greeting there in the Queen City of Cincinnati. And a lot of Reds fans in northern Kentucky and other portions of the South excited to see him back in the lineup. Joey Votto proving to be an offensive force now after coming off of 10 months of rehabilitation. I saw a picture of him wearing some kind of crown or something after he's back playing for the Reds. A passage of a longtime Major League Baseball pitcher, Dick Turkey Hall, has died at the age of 92. Mr. Hall was a native of St. Louis and played in the Major Leagues back in the mid-50s for the Pittsburgh Pirates. Then he went to the Kansas City Athletics in 1960 before a long run with the Reds playing for them from 61 to 66. Along that time, he won two World Series for the O's. He ended up leaving Baltimore in 1966. He left them for the Phillies, played for them for a few years before coming back to Baltimore and again helping the Orioles win two World Series back in the 66 season and the 1970 season. I guess one of those years they beat the New York Mets. I think that's right. He's in the Baltimore Orioles Hall of Fame and over the weekend we lost Dick Hall. He began his career as an outfielder with the Pirates back in 52 before becoming a pitcher and was a great pitcher. He was traded to the Orioles ahead of the 1961 season. He would pitch 341 games for Baltimore across two different stints, 61 to 66 and 69 to 71. A very successful baseball career, a very colorful life for this Missouri native Dick Turkey Hall longtime Major League Baseball pitcher primarily for the the O's passing away some college football potential news have y'all heard about what's going on with San Diego State I know they're not a southern team but the Aztecs in the news because it looks like they're trying to divorce the Mountain West Conference trying to possibly get into the Pac-12 Well, some news on that front. The Mountain West Conference has sent an additional letter to SDSU informing the school that at this time, the Mountain West Conference will not approve any exceptions 
that the San Diego State officials had requested when it gave notice that it intends to resign from the conference. San Diego State recently requested a one-month extension given unforeseen delays involving other collegiate athletic conferences beyond our control. Are they being courted by the Pac-12 is the question. Is the Pac-12 really going to add San Diego State after losing USC as in Southern Cal and UCLA as in the University of California, Los Angeles? Are they in a holding pattern because they think they're going to get a chance to move up to the Pac-12? Of course, USC and UCLA moving to the Big Ten in 2024. And they are trying to replace, I guess, the Southern California market for the Pac-12. But there's a difference between San Diego and Los Angeles. I guess maybe the Big 12, or rather Pac-12, needs to look at another school in the Los Angeles market as a potential addition, and that would be Loyola Marymount which has a pretty good basketball team. I don't think they got a football team. They're right by LAX. And they might be a possibility. How about that? Loyola, LMU versus hmm, Stanford. That, that, that would draw a lot of eyes on television. I don't think so. Now, losing USC and UCLA is a huge, huge problem for the Pac-12. And all I can say is that's what you get for being on the left coast, y'all. It ain't nothing like the South where we have a a gluttony of great sports teams, primarily in the SEC, but hey, we're very proud of our ACC teams, the Florida States and the Clemsons. Miami's a very powerful team. Heck, Georgia Tech has held its own through the years in that conference. NC State, North Carolina, and more. I just told you Wake Forest is the best team in college baseball. They're undefeated in the College World Series right now. And Wake Forest is on a fast track to possibly playing in the College Baseball World Series Finals after they, on Monday, knocked off LSU. And LSU has to go into a loser's bracket game against Tennessee now. Wake has got it going on, you guys. All right, let me tell you about another guy with ACC lineage, Michael Jordan. For the last 15, 20 years, he's been the majority owner of the Charlotte Bobcats turned Charlotte Hornets. And now he's finalizing a deal to sell his majority share of the NBA franchise in the Queen City of Charlotte as the franchise announced Friday that Michael Jordan is selling his majority share of the Hornets. And that will leave the NBA without any black majority ownership. As a Hornets fan, I'm going to get personal here, I'm very happy this is happening. Michael Jordan has been the arguably worst owner in the NBA. Maybe the greatest player or one of the greatest players ever, but not a good owner. He's been an absentee owner, in my opinion. Hornets have struggled. They've they've let great players go that they should have kept. It's been a disaster. I made my first visit to a Hornets home game back in April. Had a good time. Lovely place there at the Spectrum Center, I think it's what it's called. But uh, he wasn't there that night. That was going to be his last home game as owner. That was I went to the finale, the home finale. They played the Houston Rockets on a Friday night there in Charlotte. And he wasn't there as far as I could tell. And it was already rumored that he might be selling at that time. But, yeah, 13 years he oversaw 
the Hornets, and he's selling out. He bought the team in 2010 for 275 million. I do believe he's probably going to make a fair amount of money off this thing. And it could be, I don't know if they've got a price tag on here. Okay, yeah. According to ESPN, the Hornets are being valued at $3 billion. $3 billion, not bad for a guy who paid just over a quarter of a billion dollars just 15 years ago, 13 years ago, whenever it was. That's a heck of an investment. Hey, he should sell it. But I'm looking forward to new owners coming in and helping this franchise in a big way because they've been struggling. Jordan is selling to a group led by Gabe Plotkin and Rick Schnall. Schnall has been a major- minority rather minority owner of the Atlanta Hawks since 2015, and he's in the process of selling his investment in the Hawks so he can go take over majority ownership of the Hornets. Now, how about this? There are some celebs tied into this new sale of of the Hornets. And there's going to be a potential new Hornets ownership group of minority owners pending the approval. And those minority owners of the Hornets are going to include recording artist Jay Cole, Dan Sundheim, not familiar with him, Ian Loring. How about this? North Carolina native country music star Eric Church, part of this as well as Chris Shumway and several Charlotte local investors. Damian Mills and Amy Levine Dawson are among those. So big news. The North Carolina native grew up in Wilmington. Michael Jordan out as an NBA owner after selling his stake in the Charlotte Hornets, but cashing in in a big way. Man, it'd be nice to own an NBA team, and I'd love to own those Hornets if you want to know the truth. <laughs> I saw their very first win in franchise history. It was an exhibition game, but they knocked off the New York Knickerbockers back in 1988. And I was there in my Hornet shirt cheering them on at the Carolina Coliseum. Yeah. All right, that's enough Hornets news. That's enough NBA news right here on Y'all. We'll come back. We're going to talk the, the buzz, not of the Hornets, but of politics across the South. We'll have that when we come right back. Bill O'Reilly here. You're at the right place for great local and regional talk. It's all right here on the Frankie Lack Show. Hey, Sean Hannity here, and thanks for taking the Frankie Lack Show home along with your drive. This is Frankie Lax. Join me and Airborne Bob Monday through Friday afternoons, 4 to 6, for the Frankie Lack Show. National and state issues are covered with a local flavor. Call, text, or email us at mail at frankielax.com. Stimulating talk on West Tennessee's conservative voice, Super Talk 93.1. Are you tired of paying MSRP or more when shopping for new vehicles? Well, Steve Marsh Ford has you covered. Invoice pricing, if it's on the lot or not, is being extended for the absolute final time through June. If it's on the lot, invoice pricing. If you order it, invoice pricing. Scared of high interest rates? Steve Marsh Ford has as low as 0% on select new Fords. Going on now at Steve Marsh Ford. Invoice pricing on new Fords. 0% interest. Low payments. Saving thousands with the largest selection on the ground. Only 
in Milan. Extended through June. Only at Steve Marsh Ford. If it's on the lot or not. Invoice pricing on new Fords, F-150s, Maverick, Ranger, Edge, Explorer, Escape, Expedition, and even Bronco Sport. The imitators, they can't be duplicators. The only dealer giving you invoice pricing and low 0% interest. Extended for the final time through June. Steve Marsh Ford in Milan. And remember, if you don't get to Steve Marsh Ford, we can't save you money! You're having fun out there in the sun. Summertime is family time, the fun's just begun. Kick back and relax, we're always here for you. We hope you feel great all summer long. But if you start to feel like something's gone wrong, we treat you like family. Physicians Quality Care. Hey, West Tennessee, what are you gonna do? For physical therapy, you know it's up to you. You've got a choice, it's so easy to see. The best is PQC, PT. We're gonna help you get back to living life. It's so easy to see. The best is PQC, PT. make your day. Southern Airways is putting Jackson back on the map. Flying from McKellar Sipes and making connections in Atlanta is easier than ever because Jackson has been awarded our own gate at the busiest airport in the world. Avoid the long TSA lines at Hartsfield. Land directly at gate E37. Tokyo to your left, Orlando to your right. It's all easy when you fly directly into America's biggest hub. Book today at iFlySouthern.com. Make Mama proud. Keep listening to The Y'all Show on West Tennessee Supertalk, 93.1 FM. Well, I pulled out of Pittsburgh, rolling down the eastern seaboard. I've got my diesel wound up, and she's running like I never before. There's a speed zone ahead, but all right, I don't see a cop inside. Six days on the road, and I'm going to make it home tonight. Thank you, Mark. Okay. Welcome back in. It is y'all talk with an accent on southern, southern whatever is going on in the south. And right now, we're going to take our weekly deep dive into the world of politics. It's our southern political report here. And we've got some Democratic news and notes to tell you about as we start off our Southern Political Report today. Our first item comes from CNN writer and TV host Harry Enten, the man that goes on CNN if you watch it and talks about numbers a lot of times. Funny guy. He has penned an article called RFK Jr. and his big primary problem, Democrats like Joe Biden. Now, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. is challenging Joe Biden on the Democratic side. He's one of only three people in the Democratic primary as of right now with what's Marianne Williamson also in there. His problem, according to Harry Anton, is that Democrats right now are okay with Joe Biden. His approval ratings are low, but a majority of Democrats don't want him. Uh, according to Harry Anton, he says that a majority of Democrats don't want him to run for another term. And that would, according to Hinton, open the door 
for a primary challenge. But is RFK Jr. the option? According to Inton, could Kennedy win any of the 2024 primaries that he contests Biden with? According to Inton, that seems unlikely because of the ceiling of support among Democrats. And right now it looks like Kennedy is now 40 points behind Joe Biden in national Democratic primary surveys. The president is averaging in the mid-60s in polling nationally. And there's zero sign his support is weakening, according to CNN's Harry Enton. So Kennedy's getting a lot of attention on conservative outlets. I've seen him interviewed a lot on Fox News, for goodness sakes. He's not maybe getting enough airplay on the MSNBCs and channels like that where Democrats typically hang out, and maybe that's part of the reason he's got a big, big challenge ahead if he's going to try to upseat Joe Biden on the Democratic side. As again, according to Harry Enton's article, RFK Jr. has a big primary problem trying to unseat Joseph R. Biden. The president right now is in California as he traveled to Northern California, and he's up there promoting his administration's record on climate change. As he said during an address Monday, that his administration's had the most aggressive climate action ever. And he's sounding off on Republicans in Congress who've tried to stop it, his climate control. Joe Biden in California. Some people will say, well, maybe he just needs to stay out there. Maybe they could switch up Joe Biden for the governor of California right now. He's getting a lot of airplay. Uh, Mr. Newsom, is he going to be running? Is he going to be putting his hat in the ring? There's a lot of people that are mesmerized by a Gavin Newsom running for president. He's got the look, he's got the style, and he's got the largest state in the country already in his pocket. That'd be California. And right now, California and Joe Biden are the dance ticket. Ron DeSantis is the governor of Florida. He's also running for president. And during a campaign stop at a bar, I love this, he was in a bar in Reno, Nevada over the weekend. The Florida governor told patrons he'd serve them anything in the bar except Bud Light. (laughs) While behind the counter for this veterans-owned bar, DeSantis told guests, just so you know, I'll serve you anything except Bud Light. His comment, of course, coming after Bud Light's LGBTQ-friendly marketing and trans marketing. The country's best-selling beer has now dipped down to number two. And all this as a result of their decision to have Dylan Mulvaney as a transgender influencer. In an interview with political commentator Benny Johnson in April... The Florida governor said, Corporate America is trying to change our country, trying to change policy, trying to change culture. I'd rather be governed by we the people than woke companies, according to this April interview with Benny Johnson. But how about Ron DeSantis behind the bar out in the Sin City area? I guess he was in Reno, which has probably got plenty of sin going on there. All right, before we get out of here with our Southern Political Report, a quick look at the polling and right now, according to the Real Clear Politics 
average of polls, President Trump has a 52 to 20 lead over Ron DeSantis. Mike Pence checks in at a 5.3 lead. On the Democrats, according to Real Clear Politics, the National Dems has Biden at 62 and RFK Jr. at 15. Williamson is coming in at 6 in that poll. And as far as... Okay, they don't have South Carolina updated, so I'm just going to skip off on the on the polling for the Palmetto State since it's the first in the South. But that's a kind of glimpse of what's going on political political news and political goings on in the South right now as part of our Southern Political Report. We'll wrap this hour, hour up right after this break here on Y'all Talk with an accent on all things Southern. That includes a little political news. Just don't give Ron DeSantis a Bud Light, y'all. Stay tuned. Tennessee Farmer's Market, downtown Jackson, Tennessee, on Market Street. Street next to Lafayette Street. Nice dinner to me. Plenty of fresh veggies to eat. On Market Street, downtown Jackson, Tennessee. They got cabbage, broccoli, peas, and greens. Prettiest fruit you've ever seen. They got corn, potatoes, both big and small. Just so many things I can't name them all. On Market Green. Downtown Jackson, Tennessee. On Market Green. Downtown Jackson, Tennessee. West Tennessee Farmers Market. Downtown Jackson, Tennessee. Asia Garden voted Jackson's best sushi and Asian restaurant serving Jackson and West Tennessee for over 37 years. Walk into our dining room and know you're going to be served the absolute best Asian dishes from our expansive menu. You can also order directly from us at asiagardenjackson.com or call 731-668-9024. Since we're local, we can keep our fees at a minimum versus the competition. Asia Garden is West Tennessee's premier sushi and Asian restaurant. Think local. Think Asia Garden. For 20 years, All Seasons Heating, Air, and Refrigeration has been Jackson's hometown-trained, family-owned heating and air headquarters, providing comfort season after season for West Tennesseans. All Seasons does not use sales gimmicks, only trusted products and workmanship. Their technicians are paid salary, not commission, meaning they won't push you to buy products and services you don't need. All Seasons Heating and Air and their trained products come with a 10-year parts warranty. Financing is available. It's hard to stop a train. Subject to credit approval. See store for details. Friends, let me tell you about Jackson Sings the Gospel. That will be held Wednesday through Saturday, July 12th through 15th at the Carl Perkins Civic Center. This annual gospel music festival has grown to include seven concerts over four days, and it's recognized as one of gospel music's largest summer festivals. Starting on Wednesday, July 12th, performers include the Booth Brothers, Greater Vision, and the Mylon Hayes family. Thursday's concert includes Dixie Echoes and the Chittens. On Thursday, it's Gold City, Karen Peck and New River, Brian Free and Assurance, Jeff and Sherry Easter and the Guardians. On Friday, you got a doubleheader with the Spencer's Family Reunion, followed by Triumphant Quartet, Hoppers, Southbound, Down East Boys, Josh and Ashley Franks. Another doubleheader on Saturday, July 15th. 
with Jonathan Wilburn and Endless Highway with the early performance. And then you got in the evening Inspirations, Kingsman, Tribute Quartet, and the Winsets. All as part of the, the Jackson Sings the Gospel event, a four-day event in mid-July. Reserve tickets are $25. General admission tickets are $20. And you also can get VIP gold tickets for 105 each, which includes all four nights in the center section. So check it out at the Carl Perkins Civic Center at 400 South Highland Avenue in downtown Jackson. For tickets and more information, call 941-756-6942. 941-756-6942. Again, this is the Jackson Sings the Gospel event coming up July 12th through the 15th in Jackson. We are West Tennessee's conservative voice. WTJS, Alamo, Jackson, West Tennessee, Super Talk 93.1. USA News, I'm Lance Prime. The U.S. Coast Guard is racing against time to find a missing vessel used to explore the Titanic wreckage. Rear Admiral John Mauger said the Coast Guard is using search resources both in the air and in the water in an area about 900 miles east of Cape Cod, Massachusetts. The submersible is designed to have enough oxygen for its passengers to survive for 96 hours. Five people were on board the Ocean Gate Expeditions vessel when communications were lost on Sunday. Among those on board include British billionaire and famed explorer Hamish Harding, according to his family. The Wall Street Journal is reporting China and Cuba are negotiating to establish a new joint military training facility on the island. That would place Chinese troops and other security operations less than 100 miles off Florida's coast. A report citing current and former U.S. officials. At least six people have been shot following a Juneteenth celebration in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Police said the incident Monday night may have stemmed from a fight between multiple females. There are four female victims and two male victims, all teenagers or young adults. Authorities confirmed there are no fatalities. A preliminary investigation suggests one of the victims may have been a shooter, but police are seeking more unknown suspects. I'm Ryan Daniels. A Spirit Airlines flight from Detroit to Los Angeles, California, was forced to make an emergency landing in Lincoln, Nebraska yesterday. The airline says a mechanical issue is suspected, and all 188 people got off the plane safely. A new plane was brought in to continue the flight to L.A. Presidential candidate Donald Trump and his legal team have been told by a Florida judge to keep quiet. Trump cannot keep nor publicly disclose any federal evidence in the classified documents case against him, as ruled by Magistrate Judge Bruce Reinhardt. USA News. Hey, Jay, can you finish that induction range installation tomorrow? Orders have really amped up at Nate's Electric. We need to finish installing it first in Maine. Did we hear back from the grocery chain? It's no shock he needs electricians, like yesterday. Smart fridge. Everybody wants one of those these days. Indeed can help him hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. We instantly connect you with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. Heart failure, carpal tunnel syndrome, shortness of breath, stomach issues, lower back pain. How does it all add up? If you have heart failure and any of those seemingly unrelated symptoms sound familiar, it's time to talk with your cardiologist and get the full picture. They may add up to transthyretin amyloid cardiomyopathy. ATTRCM is a rare and underdiagnosed disease. 
recognize the signs and discuss them with your doctor soon. Learn more at connectwithyourheart.com. That's connectwithyourheart.com. Sponsored by Pfizer. If you wake up early this weekend, you'll catch a celestial sight. Five planets will line up in the sky before sunrise on Saturday. Saturn, Neptune, Jupiter, Uranus, and Mercury will appear together, weather permitting. For the best views, seek a spot with little light pollution and a clear view of the horizon. A new poll indicates that parents should pay greater attention to their children's stomach pains. The C.S. Mott Children's Hospital has revealed that parents often neglect to consult a doctor when their child experiences frequent stomach complaints. Pediatricians stress that stomach pain could be a manifestation of significant emotional health issues, emphasizing the importance of creating a supportive environment for children to express their feelings. I'm John Schaefer. Tropical Storm Brett being monitored in the Atlantic is forecast to continue to strengthen and could be a Category 1 hurricane by tomorrow afternoon. So, you think you can handle your liquor? A new study says that's probably a myth. The study from the University of Chicago finds that people with alcohol use disorder, what used to be called alcoholism, showed significantly impaired behavior a good three hours after having a drink. That puts a lie to the popular idea, or at least popular with heavy drinkers, that heavy drinkers can hold their liquor and still function. The study's senior author says only about 10% of people with alcohol use disorder go into treatment. And these days they're seeing an increase in binge drinking. I'm Richard Johnson. Lance Pry, USA News. New to USAPodcasting.com. Into the paranormal. Where the abnormal and paranormal collide. The number one paranormal podcast is on USAPodcasting.com. Into the paranormal we go. With Jeremy Scott. Subscribe to Into the Paranormal from usapodcasting.com. Jason here with AirServe, and I have an offer you can't refuse. For a limited time, get a complete system installed for only $69.95. This is not a gimmick, and there are no hidden costs. That's right. Get a complete system for $69.95 installed. Hurry up and call today to set up your appointment before we are totally booked. Go to airserve.com and schedule your appointment today. Remember, stay cool, stay comfortable, stay airserve. And a look at your West Tennessee weather forecast for this day. It's going to be rather cloudy with intervals of cloud and sunshine kind of splintered and coming through throughout the day. A thunderstorm is possible in portions of West Tennessee on this Tuesday. Your high getting up to 85 degrees, your overnight low of 68 degrees. A little bit more of the same on Wednesday with the high of 83 and your Wednesday into Thursday forecast low of 65 on Wednesday evening. Currently in Jackson, it is 70 degrees here on Super Talk 93.1 FM. Make mama proud. Keep listening to the Y'all Show on West Tennessee Super Talk 93.1 FM. We're back for hour two of y'all talk with an accent on all things Southern. John Rawl is my name. Great to have you here as you can reach out to us anytime 
on the 24-hour text line, 615-208-4184, 615-208-4184. We appreciate you taking time to catch up with what all's going on in the South on this Tuesday, June 20th. We've got a busy hour or two today. We've got headlines. Weather is our big news story of the day. We've got at least a deadly tornado that has come through Mississippi in the last couple of days. We'll fill you in on that. Plus, it looks like we've got our first tropical storm of the year. Brett churning now in the Atlantic, heading to the Caribbean. We'll tell you about all of that on our news headlines this hour. We also have a very special guest that will be checking in as part of our Southern Book Report as Neil Wooten, the author of the true crime memoir, With the Devil's Help. He is a Alabama native, and he'll be calling us up here in a few minutes to talk about his new read, With the Devil's Help. And we'll learn more about this Southern writer, Neil Wooten, when he checks in as part of our Southern Book Report. We'll also give you the latest top books on the nonfiction and fiction list of the New York Times bestsellers. All that coming up in a few minutes. We also have entertainment headlines this hour. Some good news if you're counting cash for Taylor Swift these days, as she's got a lot of cash to count. We'll tell you about that, plus a new baby for country music singer and Louisiana native Jordan Davis. He's got an addition to the Davis family. We'll tell you all about that in our entertainment headlines of this third hour. Why don't you say we jump into the news headlines? And again, weather is the big story as we've got a tropical storm brewing. I'll tell you about that in a second, but catching back up with what happened Sunday into Monday in portions of Mississippi, a tornado brought much devastation to the Jasper County, Mississippi town of Lewin, L-O-U-I-N, just north of Bay Springs, kind of in that area between Laurel, Meridian, and Jackson. If you did a little triangle, I believe this community of Lewin would be right there in the middle. One person killed a 67-year-old man named George Gene Hayes died there in that Jasper County community as it had tornadoes pass through overnight Sunday into Monday. Workers there are still working with counties to assess the damage from storms as that area had high temperatures Sunday that led to a storm front coming through and causing a tornadic outbreak. sad news there as a storm happened in Mississippi and then we had several people die in Oklahoma over the weekend from storms and flooding in that state and it is a reminder that we are in the thick of summer and we're going to have this continue on power outages resulting from these storms that have passed through many of the southern states and in Oklahoma alone as those storms hit there They've got over 100,000 people without power in the Tulsa area as of Monday. Louisiana had to close nearly two dozen offices because of outages and the risk of severe weather. And in Mississippi, power outages going on there, uh, so much so that officials reminding people that if they have trouble obtaining medication after power force pharmacies to close what they could do to help out. Multiple tornadoes in the south in the last couple of days. And the loss of life also to go along with that 
tornadic outbreak. Now, eyes on the tropics as we now have our first tropical storm of the year, Brett. It is expected to strengthen into the 2023 season's first hurricane. It's moving toward the Lesser Antilles. It's going to bring rain and storm surge at a bare minimum. It currently has maximum sustained winds near 40 miles per hour, but that's expected to increase and become a Category 1 hurricane before the weekend as it's heading south of Puerto Rico, at least on its projected path. But that could make a turn, and next thing you know, it's affecting the eastern seaboard and or the Gulf Coast states. So be careful. A meteorologist named Amanda Holly says that June is a very rare month to see development in this region where this storm is. But ironically enough, she says we're tracking two possible storms. Lordy, lordy. Could be a bad season for hurricanes if this keeps up. We've had a couple of drownings in the south of fathers trying to save their children. An Alabama father, 47-year-old Christopher Pierce, from Helena, Alabama. He died at Panama City Beach trying to rescue his child on Father's Day. A rip current at Panama City Beach took his life. Luckily, the child was saved, but the father loses his life trying to rescue his daughter on Father's Day Sunday. Sad. Also over the weekend, on Lake Hartwell on the Georgia-South Carolina border, a 45-year-old man, Constantine Pascal, was pulling his son on an inner tube when he jumped in the water to help out his son. And unfortunately, the 45-year-old man loses his life. The son's able to climb to the riverbank or something and is perfectly fine. But officials from both Hart County in Georgia and Anderson County in South Carolina called to the scene on this border body of water and sadly he loses his life out having a good time on the lake and you lose your life trying to help out your son a man's been arrested in Lexington, Kentucky after trying to burn down the childhood home of Mary Todd Lincoln 29 year old Saratosh Sharma arrested at the end of last week after he tried to burn down this home in downtown Lexington he had a full gallon jug of gasoline and a drawstring bag tied to his back. He also showed a hammer when he was confronted by an officer. Sounds like a disturbed fellow. And we're happy to report the Mary Todd Lincoln home seems to be okay. It first opened for visitors in 1977. This guy, I have no idea what his agenda was and probably if I'm assuming here, he he had no decent agenda with his effort to burn down Mary Todd Lincoln's home, for goodness sakes. Hmm. A North Carolinian picked to be the new head of the CDC, Dr. Mandy Cohen, a New York native who's been in North Carolina as the secretary of the North Carolina Department of Health and Human Services. She's set to take over for Dr. Rochelle Walensky, who's been head of CDC since the Biden administration took over. Cohen is a 44-year-old raised on Long Island and has degrees from Yale and Harvard 
and she'll be the new CDC head after being an official in the health world in North Carolina the last few years. Here's some big business news coming to us from Clarksville, Tennessee, home of the Austin P. Governors, home of Fort Campbell, and home of WDXN Radio, AM 540 on your radio dial. Bucky's has submitted a site plan to put in a location right off of Interstate 24 in Clarksville, Tennessee. Bucky's is a chain of gas stations based in Texas, and they have submitted plans to the Montgomery County Regional Planning Commission to put a 45-acre site just off of I-24 at the intersection of Trenton Road and Tylertown Road. And this Bucky's would be almost 77,000 square feet and would include 120 gas pumps. <laughs> it's a lot of gas. Now, Bucky's currently has a loca- location in Crossville that opened in 2022. And according to Bucky's, this Clarksville location would be the fourth planned Bucky's for Tennessee. They've got the one in Crossville, they've got one about to open in Sevier County, just to the east of Knoxville. That's going to open up on June 26th. Yeehaw! And it looks like they're going to put one in Murfreesboro. Working on something there at Joe B. Jackson Parkway and Elam Road along I-24 in the borough. That's supposed to open up in the third quarter of 2024. And they've got one just to the south of the Tennessee-Alabama line. they got one in Athens, Alabama on Interstate 65. And they recently broke ground for a center near Bowling Green, Kentucky, which would be on I-65 north of Nash Vegas. Bucky's with stores now open in Texas where they started. They've got them in Florida, Georgia, South Carolina, Kentucky, Alabama, and Tennessee. And it looks like another location coming to the Volunteer State. Bucky's. A incredible organization. Headquartered in Lake Jackson, Texas. Got started back in 1982 in Clute, Texas. And currently have, it looks like, 58 locations, mostly in Texas. But if you've not been to one, it is a sight to see. Big trucks not allowed. Only for the little cars. Check it out when you get a chance. And one last Alabama story to tell you about as we're talking about that part of the world with Tennessee and Alabama having Bucky's locations. A Black Panther, not the movie, but an actual Black Panther, has now been spotted twice in mountains around Huntsville, Alabama. Two different women in Huntsville that live miles apart have spotted what looks like a panther on the loose. Late Sunday afternoon on Chapman Mountain, northeast of Huntsville, a realtor named Sabrina Presto said she saw for the second time what appeared to be a good-sized black panther. She says she's seen it twice. Now, there are mountain lions, I know, in that part of Alabama. At least a friend of mine used to tell me that. So what's the difference between a mountain lion and a panther? I think they're the same. They're just different colors, I think. But also, there's been sightings at Montesano Park, up on Montesano, north of Huntsville. They've got... 9,000 acres of wood streams and trails there at Montesano State Park. A good place for a panther to be hanging out. I've seen red foxes, plenty of them roaming the streets of Huntsville 
So, yeah, those aren't easily seen, foxes. And I've seen those, and what's the difference? I guess not too much difference between seeing a, a big panther. Alabama has two native cats, the mountain lion and the bobcat. Neither is black. In the Eastern Hemisphere, Asia and Africa, the leopard is the only wildcat with a black or melanistic phase, according to a biologist. That cat is often called a black panther. So what's going on? Are we painting our mountain lions black or what? What is, what's up in, uh, in North Alabama with these, these wild animals? Are they actually panthers on the loose outside of Montesano Park? Hmm. We will keep our eye open on what is going on. That's a look at our news headlines here on this Tuesday edition of Y'all. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we will switch over and talk about books. I've got the rankings from New York Times bestsellers of the best-selling books from both fiction and nonfiction. We'll tell you all about that from our return from the break. And we'll welcome in, speaking of North Alabama, a writer who grew up on Sand Mountain in North Alabama, Neil Wooten is the author of With the Devil's Help. He's standing by, and he's going to be our very special guest when the Y'all Show Tuesday edition continues. Roberts Jewelers, your local jeweler for over 75 years. Thanks for choosing Roberts as your local family-owned business. Roberts has an in-house jeweler and appraiser, Dennis Hornsby, who is a graduate gemologist and has been with Roberts for over 30 years. Roberts does custom-designed jewelry in their very own RJ Case Custom Design Studio. Book your appointment with Chris online at robertsjewelersinc.com. Stay in the know with events and promos on Roberts Jewelers' Facebook and Instagram. Roberts Jewelers, 405G Van Drive in Jackson. At Tennessee Tractor, we understand that not everyone has a degree, but that shouldn't hold you back from pursuing your dreams. We're here to help you get trained and kickstart your journey as a John Deere technician. Our team of experts will guide you every step of the way, providing you with the knowledge and skills that you need to become a pro. We're now hiring at all of our Tennessee Tractor locations, so don't miss out on this incredible opportunity. At Tennessee Tractor, we don't just offer a job, we offer a way of life. Apply today by going to careers at TennesseeTractor.com. Fantastic Sam's in Jackson is one of the world's largest full-service hair salon franchises. Fantastic Sam's offers haircuts, coloring, highlights, straightening, texturizing, updos, and facial waxing. Fantastic Sam's lively brand spirit offers attainable beauty that is trending now with easy access to salons at a fantastic price. Fantastic Sam's, 105F Stonebrook Place in Jackson. Call or come in, 664-7377. Fantastic Sam's. Always be fantastic. Have you heard? Aeneas Internet and Telephone and Southwest Tennessee Electric are bringing fiber internet to your area. Enjoy unlimited data and high speeds at affordable pricing. Receive free installation, free standard equipment, and local support. Pricing starts at only $59.95 a month. Ask us about the affordable connectivity program and save $30 off your internet package. For information and availability, sign up at fiber.aeneas.com. That's fiber.aeneas.com. Or give us a call at 731-554-9200. 
Asia Garden voted Jackson's best sushi and Asian restaurant serving Jackson and West Tennessee for over 37 years. Walk into our dining room and know you're going to be served the absolute best Asian dishes from our expansive menu. You can also order directly from us at asiagardenjackson.com or call 731-668-9024. Since we're local, we can keep our fees at a minimum versus the competition. Asia Garden is West Tennessee's premier sushi and Asian restaurant. Think local. Think Asia Garden. Unapologetically Southern. This is the Y'all Show on West Tennessee Super Talk 93.1 FM. that shakes the Southland. Welcome back into Y'all Talk with an Accent on All Things Southern. And that includes a great glimpse of what's going on in the world of books and authors. This is the Southern Book Report here on this Tuesday edition. We've got author Neil Wooten is going to be joining us in just a second to talk about his latest book, With the Devil's Help. And he is an Alabama native, and this is one of many that he has penned. And we'll talk about that with Neil in a second. But before we go to Neil... Let me tell you the latest New York Times bestsellers list from the fiction category, the combined print and ebook fiction categories. Number one book right now, brand new this week, James Patterson and Brendan Dubois' Cross Down. John Simpson seeks justice after Alex Cross gets injured. That's number one, brand new this week on the fiction category for the NYT. Emily Henry's A Happy Place. It's been out about two months now. It's number two. Colleen Hoover's It Ends With Us is three. Colleen Hoover's It Starts With Us is number four on the fiction list. And in the number five spot of the New York Times fiction category, it is Rebecca Yaros's Fourth Wing. Moving over to nonfiction, the combined print and ebook nonfiction number one bestseller right now. Brand new this way this week is Elliot Page. You might remember her as L. Ella Page or whatever her name was, the Canadian actress who turned into a, a guy. Page Boy is the new book, and it's number one. The Oscar-nominated star details discovering, they say himself, as a trans person and navigating abuse in Hollywood. Page Boy, number one. Number two is The Wager from David Gron. Number three is Outlive by Peter Adia and Bill Gifford. Checking in at number three, Outlive, the book about scientific research on aging and longevity. Number four is Killers of the Flower Moon from David Gron. He's got two books on the nonfiction top five. And lastly, been out over two years now, pushing three years, Bessel van der Kolk's The Body Keeps the Score, checking in at number five on the nonfiction category, bestsellers from the New York Times. Well, this guy right here is on his way to having plenty of bestsellers. His name is Neil Wooten, and he's got the new true crime memoir out called With the Devil's Help. He's an Alabama native, and he's checking in right now with us as we go to the 
Y'all Show Hotline. Hello, Neil. Welcome to the Y'all Show. Hey, John. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Thank you for being on the show, and it's always a pleasure to talk to our people who put their thoughts down on paper, and you've done that with your latest read and more. You are a native of Sand Mountain, which is in North Alabama, kind of sandwiched between, let's say, Gadsden, Fort Payne, and then heading up toward Huntsville and Scottsboro is where you'll find Sand Mountain, uh, a place where there's a lot of pride, but it's it's kind of a different different deal, in my opinion, having lived in North Alabama at one time. So congratulations for being from Sand Mountain. <laughs> Thank you. What is the community you're from? Uh, I grew up in a little town called Blake. It's just a unincorporated little community. You, you drive through, if you blink, you miss it. It probably has a population of about, uh, I think it's, a, it's probably less than 100 people. Is it near Rainsville? It is near Rainsville. It actually joins Sylvania, which is where I went to high school. Okay. Because the school, there was an elementary school at Blake, but it had closed down right before I started school. My two older sisters and my dad went there, but uh, it had closed down and then burned down a few years later. But yeah, so Rainsville, actually, my mother has a Rainsville address, okay. even though she lives in Blake, because, again, there's no Blake addresses, so. Ah. Well, maybe we'll change that after this interview. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. So when did you first discover that you had a, uh, a, a tendency to be interested in books and turn that into writing? Well, you know, I didn't actually write my first novel until I was in my late 30s. Uh, before then, I didn't realize I could do anything but count. I was on the math team at Sylvania, a very tiny school, but we competed against major you know schools of course in these math tournaments and i won several first place trophies and then i went on to become a math major you know i finished with a bs in applied mathematics and then even became a math teacher and math director so for the longest time my life was just math and um so in my late 30s, I, I, I realized I had read a lot. I didn't realize how many books I had read as a kid until I started looking back. And so the, the first book I, I wrote um, was Returnity, which was a play on words between return and eternity. It's a, it's a Christian sci-fi, which is kind of an odd genre to be sure. But uh, so that's how it all got started, and uh, and after the success of my first novel, it's kind of hard to stop. After that, you just it's, it's it's addictive. And Neil, I'm sitting here looking at your list of books. Um, I don't want to since you're the mathematician. I don't want to miscount here. What's the count on books you've penned so far, sir? It's, say that again. I'm sorry. Uh, since you're the mathematician, I don't want to miscount here. What is the total number of books you've already penned? Because I'm seeing a good bit here. How many I've written? Yes. Uh, this is uh, number 20. Okay, I thought so. That's a, that's a long list here. I didn't want to shortchange you here. Wow. It's my first nonfiction, though, and uh, I, I guess I just... I, I love science fiction as a kid. H.G. Wells is still my favorite author, and uh, so I guess that's why my earlier books were science fiction. And it really, you know, I, I was in my mid-50s before I realized that, you know, I actually had a story to tell because of, you know, my bizarre childhood, not just the poverty parts, of course, but the fact that, you know, when we were kids, we were our family was always followed by a black car with men in black suits. 
and you're a kid, you think things are normal. I assumed every family in America had their own black car with men in black suits that followed you. And sometimes they would uh, watch us. Sometimes they would even knock on our door. And that always resulted in this confrontation between them and my dad. And I just never knew who they were and never knew that it wasn't normal. So so finally it dawned on me. And, and of course, I had to do, as it mentions in the in the book blurb on the back, you know, that my grandfather uh, was sentenced. He was uh, convicted of murder, and uh, after two years at Kelby Prison, he just decided uh, to facilitate his own release a tad early, let's say, and uh, as we would learn, the FBI kind of frowns on that. So that's what, you know, that's what men in the black suits was all about. And so it finally dawned on me, I guess, one day that, you know, I need to tell this story because it's eventually it's going to be lost forever. And is that what we have with your latest book that you have out with the devil's help yes okay that is that is the new book right all right and you said that's your first non-fiction book so it's something that sounds like you've been having churn in the back of your head for a while like i'd like to get this story out and here we can find it as this book came out in 2022 with the devil's help and a lot of critical praise of what you've been able to do how hard was it to switch over from what you've been doing previously with the other 19 books to now pen this true crime memoir well to be honest it's you would think it would be easier to write nonfiction because you don't have to make it up but this book is the hardest book i've ever written um it, it's it's not that i didn't know all the information of course uh it's just really hard to tell and uh trying to figure out a way to format the book to get my grandfather's story which obviously goes back before I was born, and my story, and I came up with the idea to alternate the chapters. Um, so half of the book is a memoir told from my <clears throat> point of view, and the other half is uh, told from third person from my grandfather's story, and that's kind of one of those rules. You know, they have these rules in writing, and one like for example one rule is a book needs it has to be told from the same point of view all the way through so i broke that rule and uh another kind of unwritten rule in the industry is if you're going to break a rule you better be brilliant about it you know so i don't know if i pulled that out but so far the format has been just highly uh praised by everyone you know and it, it, and i don't know if you realize but the book actually begins exactly where it ends you know the ending actually since the storylines the timelines change back and forth it actually ends exactly where it begins so it, it has uh, really been received well yes we're talking with author neil wooten on today's y'all show his latest read is with the devil's help and it is his first true crime memoir, his first piece of nonfiction. This is his 20th book. He grew up on Sand Mountain in North Alabama, and that's kind of the theme of this latest book. Another part of the theme, the maybe the, the, the part that connects all the dots here, of why you had this poor portion of Alabama and you had a, a crime element as well going on, was prohibition. And it's still, as far as I know, Alcohol is big time looked down upon in portions of Alabama, which I assume Sand Mountain is like that. What What's up with all that, Neil? Well, believe it or not, 
the county here, DeKalb County, is still dry. And and if you go any other, even when I went to college at Auburn, and uh, War Eagle tell you, sir, the alcohol in stores for sale, and uh, and I would tell people I grew up in a dry county, and that even that phrase confused them. It's like, well, you 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 haven't had rain lately. What does that mean? You know, but it, what it means is, you know, when in the 1920s, when uh, prohibition uh, was, you know, passed or and everybody could go wet, DeKalb County just did not. And there's probably several counties in the South that just clung to those old ways. So Sand Mountain uh, is still dry. You know, DeKalb County now, there's a couple of cities like Fort Payne, for example, which is the biggest town in, uh, you know, DeKalb County, where the Alabama ban is from. You know, the city voted to go wet. But the county is still a dry county, so where I grew up, there's still no alcohol, and there's still bootleggers, and it's still just like it was 100 years ago. <laughs> there's bootleggers in 2023, huh? Yeah, yes, there really are, yeah. Wow. Okay. Um, that's hard to believe, but hey, I, 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 I don't dispute that. I mean, I, it makes sense, but uh, Sand Mountain, like I said, it's a, it's a little bit different. It is a little bit different, and some of that comes out again in your book you does it, it makes it sound like you're still living in that area are you well i, I did I, I was in milwaukee for the uh, 10 years and then i i lived away i moved away right after high school and uh, i just moved back here uh seven years ago and uh, I'm, I'm at the foot of the mountain and uh i'm by the little airport in fort Payne now so yeah i'm back in this area finally after 35 years okay well congratulations and good to be back there i'm sure as you live right there on the uh, shadow of sand mountain in fort Payne, a, a great little spot if you haven't been to that portion of alabama easy to get to you got interstate 59 that connects birmingham to chattanooga and you're probably what an hour from chattanooga hour from chattanooga hour and a half from birmingham so yeah. it, and it's really geographically speaking beautiful here i mean it's just uh you know, it's uh, you got the Little River Canyon, you know, and of course the Alabama band brought a lot of attention here, and they just had the June Jam again for the first time in twenty some odd years. It, that was so famous here for so long. So there, there's a lot to do in this area for uh, you know tourism. And you're kind of in a valley there in Fort Payne because you got Sand Mountain to the uh, west of you, and you got you got uh, Lookout Mountain to your east, and up there you've got Mentone and places like that. Yep, this is the valley right through here, exactly. Yep, all right. Uh, enough geography here on today's Y'all Show. As we're talking with author Neil Wooten, the Auburn alumnus and author of the latest memoir that he's got there, the true crime memoir, With the Devil's Help. So with this being a nonfiction book, you're writing about people. Are you using real names? And these people with real names probably have descendants that you have to come across living in a small town. Yeah, ever I think uh, there's maybe four names in the book that I changed, and and three of those are kids in Rome, Georgia, when we lived there for one year, and because I have no way to contact them to ask for their permission. Uh, but and a lot of the people in the story have passed on. You know, all my dad and his siblings are gone, and uh, but every everybody else in the book is real names, and I contacted everyone when I was writing the book, and and asked, you know, got their permission to do that. So, but yeah, we're talking real people. So just uh, I think four names in the book uh, are not real. And what was your dad's name? Travis. 
Travis, and so it's in the book, Travis Wooten? Travis Wooten was my dad, yeah. He was, uh, He. I, I'm not saying that, you know, he was the one that helped my grandfather escape from prison, so uh, people have asked me, is, is that what the title, is that who the title is, you know, referencing, you know, with the devil's help? And I said, I don't know, maybe. I said, you know, he was probably... Uh, he was considered the meanest SOB to come off the mountain. I mean, he was one mean guy, and my grandfather, too. Um, but uh, I won't say that they were the devil, but I think the devil probably gives them a wide berth. So, How mean are you? Oh, I'm I'm a teddy bear. <laughs> well, we'll... I'm a over. I, 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 uh, you know, we all got that temper to some degree. I have three sisters and one brother, and we all got that to some degree, but we all dealt with it in our own way the only way i could deal with my temper is just to bury it as you know lock it away as deep as i can and uh, i i hardly ever see it you know i can go years and years without anything bothering me and it and it's wrong you know something should bother you so it's kind of you have to you know it's kind of you have to go far one way to to handle something like that and that was the only way i could handle it but we all got it to some degree, but not the violence, not not the violence that my grandfather and, and dad had. I mean, they really, I don't believe, could control. I, I, they were probably bipolar, but we had never heard that term growing up. You know, that hadn't filtered down to Blake, Alabama yet, so we didn't know about that. But looking back at their actions now, I'm pretty sure they would have been diagnosed as being bipolar. And again, this new book that Neil has penned, With the Devil's Help, it's a true story of poverty, mental illness, and murder on Sand Mountain in North Alabama. Now, tell me about the book publisher of this, Neil. Uh, the publisher? Mm-hmm. Pegasus Crime, uh, Pegasus Books, and their division, Pegasus Crime, is the publisher. Simon & Schuster is the uh, distributor, so the uh, they're, they're pretty, they're in New York, they're a pretty big publisher. The they only release books in hardcover uh, to begin with, and depending on how well the books do, Simon & Schuster will authorize it to be released in paperback. And after the book was out six weeks, they already announced they were launching a paperback version, which came out last month. Awesome. Um, and the Blackstone publisher is the one who paid for the rights to do the audio book, and I had no idea... As long as I've been writing books and been in the industry, I had no idea how popular audio books were. And uh, so they asked me, did I want to read the book for the audio book? And I said, no, you know, my voice puts me to sleep. <laughs> so uh, so they hired a professional. I think the guy's name is Traver Burns. And uh, he sent me a list of 300 words and asked me to record myself saying them so it would be authentic because there are towns even on Sand Mountain like Chavez. You know, if you don't know how to pronounce it, there's no way you would know how to say it. You know, so I had to record myself saying about 300 words and send it to him, and it must have worked great because I've had people literally message me and say, "The guy who you know did the audiobook is he from Sand Mountain?" And uh, he he's, he sounds that authentic and. Uh, so yeah, so Pegasus Books did the uh, did the book, the hardcover, and the paperback, and Blackstone Publishers did the uh, audio book. 
And for all of you into audiobooks, I've already done the research on with the devil's help. It's about a nine-hour audiobook. So if you got nine-hour road trips planned, hey, this is a perfect, perfect option. You know what, Neil? I got a nine-hour trip. Actually, it's about a ten-hour trip here this week. I think I'm going to have to get your book. I think it's it's nine hours and 48 minutes, you know, and uh, it was uh, just in the short time it came out. It came out the same time as the hardcover in Mm -hmm. September, and in in one month it was already listed as the best, you know, in the best of 2022 in audible.com bestseller in 2022. So, yeah, the audiobook has just been very, very popular. So, yeah, if you have a long trip, this is a a great companion to, to take along with you. Yeah, and for all of you heading to the beach, you might could uh, use this for that trip between Fort Walton Beach and Destin. That's about a 10-hour trip this time of year. Uh, Check it out there. Neil Wooten, the author of With the Devil's Help here on the Y'all Show today. And always great to catch up with our Southern writers as we wrap up with you. Neil, what's uh, what you got working on next? I'm sure you're not hanging it up. So uh, what can we expect from Neil in the future? Well... We got. I have a lot of projects going on. Actually, um, nine years ago, I created a cartoon. I created in America and in South America at the same time. In South America, is called Poncho El Pitbull. Um, I, I do a lot about pitbull rescues and to raise awareness with pitbulls. And uh, so we created this cartoon, me and a partner of mine, and uh, and it just it's been pretty popular in the United States. It has about 100,000 followers here, but in South America it's just been incredible. They actually now say it's the most popular cartoon in South America, in most parts of South America, and Editorial Planeta, which is the largest publisher of Spanish books, has released three books in South America, and they're about to release them in Spain, and a movie company is in the final stages of making the pilot episode, uh, just turn it into an animated series. And so that's going on. And, of course, now I don't know if I told you this, but this book, With the Devil's Help, I now have an L.A. producer who I've been working with for about two months now, and he has a script writer. The Hollywood strike has got, you know, the writer strike has got everyone in limbo right now, but they're wanting to turn it into a ten-part miniseries for this. So... Lots of always got projects coming up, so I, I don't have any. Everybody keeps asking me when my next nonfiction, but I don't know if I have another story to tell after that one. That that may do it for me, and you know, in the nonfiction genre. Yeah, well, if you come out with another one, we're going to be ready for it here at the Y'all Show. And congratulations on all the success that you've got with the Devil's Help and your twentieth book that you penned. Neil Wooten, our very special guest from. Fort Payne, Alabama, the Sand Mountain native there. What is your preferred way for people to find your books if they're interested in purchasing a Neil Wooten book? Uh, well, I imagine Amazon, if you if you, if you you have a local bookstore, they should be able to get, if they don't have it in stock, you know, the With the Devil's Help is in a, probably about 500 bookstores in the U.S., so I don't know... Uh, if they would have it in stock where you live or not. So if they don't have it, the best way to get it is just ask your store to order it. Then Mm -hmm. you probably don't have to pay shipping. But Amazon's, you know, definitely uh, the best, easiest way online to find it. And what about a book tour? Have you been on one? Are you going to have one at all? Oh, yeah. Even now, I'm not physically over. I mean, I went everywhere. I I just... uh, Every weekend for the first three months after the book came out, I was uh, I was just driving so much that it, it just 
you know, I'm old now. I'm 57 years old now, so uh, that ain't old. Come on, Neil. I used to, I used to love road trips, but no, this this absolutely wore. And then with the hardcover, a matter of fact, I have an event in Chattanooga in eight days, and then another one in Chattanooga in uh, next month, and uh, so it's it's uh, it's amazing the kind of. Uh, time that you know the the kind of energy it takes to promote a book so yeah it was when the hardcover came out in september it was just non-stop for a while and i tell you i was just so glad the first weekend that i could actually just uh you know sit back and do nothing <laughs> well congratulations it's always great to talk to our authors it's not easy writing books you've written 20 of them and this latest one your first non-fiction the true crime memoir with the devil's help neil wooten from Alabama. Thank you very much for being our very special guest on our Southern Book Report. Thanks, John. All right. Check it out, y'all, with the devil's help. We'll come back and start wrapping this hour up with an entertainment report, some Taylor Swift and Jordan Davis news among the headlines. We'll have that when we come right back. Hey Jackson and West Tennessee, Dustin Ring here again with Dustin Buys Houses. I'm still buying houses fast for cash in all of West Tennessee. You have a house that just needs too many repairs and you can't afford to fix it? We can make you a cash offer and purchase the house as is so you don't have to fix it. We even pay closing costs. Do you have a rental that's filled with bad tenants? Leave the hard work to us. We'll buy the house for cash and close and deal with them ourselves. Are you relocating for a job and need to sell ASAP? We can make you a cash offer today and close in as little as 30 days. And remember, we take the property as is. We'll even clean it out. Are you going through an icky divorce? I've been there. No fun, but we'll buy that house too. I'm also looking for multifamily properties, duplexes, triplexes, apartments. I even buy mobile homes and mobile home parks. Do you just have vacant land? Give me a call. I'll make you an offer. Call me today at 577-4150. Again, 577-4150. You can even send me a text message. Again, the number 731-577-4150 or visit Dustin Buy. You're having fun out there in the sun. Summertime is family time. The fun's just begun. Keep back and relax. We're always here for you. We hope you feel great all summer long. But if you start to feel like something's gone wrong, we treat you like family. Physicians, quality care. What are you gonna do for physical therapy? You know it's up to you. You've got a choice. It's so easy to see. The best is PQCPT. We're gonna help you get back to living life. It's so easy to see. The best is PQCPT. Did you know we are a co-op? Hello, folks. This is Gary Deaton at Deaton's Carpet Wine. Yes, we're locally owned and a thousand stores strong nationwide. In 1985, Deaton's united with another independent business just like us to gain buying power and added value to give you a shopping experience that you will just love. As a family business supported by Carpet One membership, we are dedicated to our local community, and yes, we're dedicated to helping others. So ask about our beautiful guarantee. If you don't just love it, we'll replace it. And our healthy living installation that removes mold, mildew, and dust mites. 
our lifetime labor warranty on everything that we install. Those three guarantees make your buying experience almost priceless. Beaton's Carpet One. Yes, we're a co-op. North America's largest flooring buying co-op. So come by Deaton's Carpet One. We'd love to serve you. We're located on the 45 Bypass right here in good old Jackson, Tennessee. Dominating Dixie. This is the Y'all Show on West Tennessee Super Talk 93.1 FM. Where that you stay single next thing you know You meet a girl at a bar and next thing you know You get her laughing, it's 2 a.m. Telling your buddies, three months in She ain't moving in, the next thing you know There's a U-Haul trailer, next thing you know Your old apartment, y'all's new place There goes the carpet, but the deer head stays Next thing you know, you're saving money like never before Just Spit it all at a jewelry store Getting down on one knee on her mama's post Just pray she don't say no Next thing you know, your best man gives a half-drunk speech And your sunburn on a honeymoon beach And your left hand's getting used to that ring And there the next two or three years gone Next thing you know That's a pretty little song, the latest from country music singer Jordan Davis. And we've got some info on the Shreveport native and LSU alum. Some great news as we had Father's Day this week, and he's a father again. I'll tell you about that in a second. This is our entertainment report here on this Tuesday Y'all Show. And speaking of uh, parents and, and grandparents and children in this case, Priscilla Presley has shared a rare photo with her granddaughter Riley Keough and her other granddaughters after they all had a little dispute over the Lisa Marie Presley estate and a photo being put out there by Priscilla. That's great news. Good to see the family getting along. Maybe here a new photo on Priscilla's verified Instagram account was put out Friday and she's seen posing with her granddaughters Riley and twins Finley and Harper Lockwood, the four women posing in dappled sunlight, was on the occasion of the Lockwoods' graduation. It says, happy graduation, girls. You're now in high school. I guess they went to some kind of middle school graduation. I didn't have that when I was growing up, y'all. <laughs> but a very sun-splashed California day, it looks like there, and Priscilla, who looks like she could fit right in with her grandkids based on the photo I'm looking at. They're all... I mean, Priscilla's aged well, or she's had a lot of plastic surgery, one of the two. I think it might be she just aged well. Now, daughter of Priscilla, Lisa Marie, died in January after being hospitalized following a apparent cardiac arrest at her California home. And there's been a dispute over Priscilla Presley's estate, but at least they came together for a grandchild's graduation, the twins' graduation for them heading off to high school so congratulations to the uh, Presley family, Keogh family and more there for that positive story of the day. Taylor Swift has drawn a record breaking crowd at a Pittsburgh stadium during her Eros tour I think it's what it's called. The Karma singer broke an attendance record at Pittsburgh Acrisure Stadium 73,117 Swifties 
Just over 73,000 Taylor Swift fans went to this concert Saturday. The biggest event in the stadium's for a concert in the stadium's history. This is, I think, the old Heinz Field in Pittsburgh. Now called this name Acrisure Stadium. And Karma's a B, and Taylor Swift knows how to put them in there. Garth Brooks drew just over 72,000 to a concert in 2019. Now he's been outswifted by Taylor with over 73,000 attending a concert. I bet she had more than one there. If she didn't, she should have. Take it, as this guy would say, Jordan Davis, take it from me. That was his first number one song, and now I bet you that song we just played for you, next thing you know, will be a number one if it hasn't already at the top of the chart. Jordan Davis, the Louisiana native, he and his wife Kristen welcomed a baby boy last week. They revealed the birth on Instagram. Elijah Patrick Davis, born. Congratulations. Born in Nashville. 10 pounds, 1 ounce, and 22 inches long. He joins brother Lachlan Joseph and sister Eloise Larkin. Jake Owen congratulated Jordan Davis. Congrats, Mom and Daddy. A beautiful sign. Another baby. This from Jordan Davis, talented singer-songwriter out of Nashville. And he's got him a third kid. Two boys and a girl. Pretty good combination. We'll wrap up this hour after this quick time out here on the show that's all Southern. We're y'all. MSRP or more when shopping for new vehicles? Well, Steve Marsh Ford has you covered. Invoice pricing, if it's on the lot or not, is being extended for the absolute final time through June. If it's on the lot, invoice pricing. If you order it, invoice pricing. Scared of high interest rates? Steve Marsh Ford has as low as 0% on select new Fords. Going on now at Steve Marsh Ford. Invoice pricing on new Fords. 0% interest. Low payments. Saving thousands with the largest selection on the ground. Only in Milan. Extended through June. Only at Steve Marsh Ford. If it's on the lot or not. Invoice pricing on new Fords, F-150s, Maverick, Ranger, Edge, Explorer, Escape, Expedition, and even Bronco Sport. The imitators, they can't be duplicators. The only dealer giving you invoice pricing and low 0% interest. Extended for the final time through June. Steve Marsh Ford in Milan. And remember, if you don't get to Steve Marsh Ford, we can't save you money! And Steve Marsh Ford and Milan presents the Super Talk 93.1 phone line, 731-554-1170. 731-554-1170. Give us, give us a call here at Super Talk, courtesy of Steve Marsh Ford in Milan. At Tennessee Tractor, we understand that not everyone has a degree, but that shouldn't hold you back from pursuing your dreams. We're here to help you get trained and kickstart your journey as a John Deere technician. Our team of experts will guide you every step of the way, providing you with the knowledge and skills that you need to become a pro. We're now hiring at all of our Tennessee Tractor locations, so don't miss out on this incredible opportunity. At Tennessee Tractor, we don't just offer a job, we offer a way of life. Apply today by going to careers at TennesseeTractor.com. 
Sakura Japanese Restaurant set the standard in West Tennessee for sushi, specialty rolls, and hibachi grill items. Sakura also offers a Chinese menu with lunch specials available Monday through Sunday, all lunch specials served with egg drop or hot and sour soup, salad, and mixed rice. Sakura also offers a full bar with a happy hour on Fridays, 5 to 7 p.m., and Saturdays all night, two-for-one domestic beers. You can dine in the newly remodeled dining area at 70 Carriage House Drive or call Sakura at 731-664-2878 for takeout or delivery. Dover Auto Repair at 1002 North Central Avenue in Humboldt is service you can count on. Dover Auto Repair offers complete auto care from oil changes to comprehensive engine and transmission service. Dover Auto Repair's goal is to offer reliable, professional service at affordable prices to get you back on the road fast. And if you need tow service, call 784-9900. That's 784-9900 for Dover Auto Repair. 1002 North Central Avenue in Humboldt. Well, we've come to the end of Hour 2 on this Tuesday Y'all Show. Got a great Hour 3 planned for you. Our friend Jerry Short, the Takapola Storyteller, will be back on. We're going to talk hitchhiking with Jerry when we have him on in our final hour. We also have coming up in our final hour more sports news, info out of the College World Series in Omaha that we'll be sharing, plus the latest in news headlines of the day. All that coming up in our final hour of this, the show that shakes the Southland with the General of the South. I'm John Rawl, and thank you for listening. We are West Tennessee's conservative voice, WTJS, Alamo, Jackson, West Tennessee, Super Talk 93.1. USA News, I'm Lance Pry. Officials from multiple countries are in a race against time to find a civilian submersible that had five people aboard when it went missing Sunday in the North Atlantic while traveling to the wreckage of the Titanic. Rear Admiral John Mauger, commander of the U.S. Coast Guard's 1st District. The vessel uh, was designed with a 96-hour uh, sustainment uh, capability if there was an emergency on board uh, and so uh, we're using that time making the best use of every moment of that time to uh, locate the vessel. Another round of severe weather is set to hit parts of the southern U.S. today. Heavy storms are expected to track into Louisiana, Alabama and Mississippi with the potential for damaging wind gusts, large hail and flooding. Storms could reach the Florida Peninsula tomorrow Tornadoes have also hit the region in recent days, causing serious damage and several deaths. The White House is set to hold a series of events this week to mark the one-year anniversary of the abortion reversal of Roe v. Wade. An official says First Lady Jill Biden will host a roundtable discussion today with women who have been denied medical care since the Supreme Court overturned the landmark abortion case. It will highlight the administration's commitment to protecting access to reproductive health care. President Biden is also expected to deliver remarks on the topic this week. This weekend in North Carolina, Vice President Harris is slated to give a major speech to rally supporters, advocates, and community leaders on abortion access. I'm Mark Mayfield. A San Diego, California mother has been arrested after her two kids were killed running onto a California highway. Police say the kids were chasing after a suitcase that flew off their car when they were struck by a car going full speed. The driver of the car has not been charged. But the mom was arrested for DUI and child endangerment. This is USA News. 
Omaha Steaks is rewriting the book on burgers with an all-new handmade texture for the juiciest home-style burgers you've ever tasted. Their pure ground burgers are made from single cuts of real aged Omaha Steaks. These are truly steaks on a bun. Filet mignon, ribeye, New York strip, sirloin, and even brisket burgers. Now is the time to experience the exclusive Burger Perfection Flight for just $79.99. Go to omahasteaks.com and use promo code Code TREAT at checkout to get an extra $20 off your order plus free shipping. You'll get four of each pure ground burger so you can sample all the steak on a bun greatness. These burgers are crafted for a juicier, more tender experience, making your mouth water with every single bite. Don't wait. Go to OmahaSteaks.com. Use promo code TREAT at checkout and get $20 off the Burger Perfection Flight and discover your new burger obsession. Minimum order may be required. Research at Iowa State University could reduce the number of salmonella cases. Iowa State researcher Mela Malata says they're trying to grow a key microbe in the lab, which when given to newly hatched chicks, makes them healthier and cuts the risk of salmonella. The U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention estimates nearly 50 million people in the U.S. get sick each year from foodborne pathogens, and salmonella is a top threat, causing more than 400 deaths each year. I'm Sue Danielson. Presidential candidate Donald Trump is speaking out why he didn't turn over classified documents immediately. Trump said that the National Archives only needed to say one simple thing to retrieve the classified documents. Please, 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 could we have it back? In an interview with Fox News, Trump addressed the issue of the archives subpoenaing him, and he said that the boxes of documents were mixed in with his own personal belongings. Before I send boxes over, I have to take all of my things out. These boxes were interspersed with all sorts of things. Recently, Trump was arraigned on federal charges related to his handling of classified documents after his presidency. I'm John Schaefer. Nebraskans will be able to legally bet on sports starting Thursday. This comes after a ballot initiative was approved by voters in 2020, legalizing sports betting at approved locations. Bets will only be allowed on site and will not be allowed for any home games for Nebraska teams, only away games. The War Horse Casino in Lincoln will be the first in Nebraska to offer sports betting. Lance Pry, USA News. As Joe Biden becomes America's 46th president, so much is happening in Washington, and millions of Americans are turning to Newsmax, a news source they can trust. Newsmax is already America's fastest-growing cable news channel, and Newsmax.com is your place for breaking news online. So download the Newsmax app now on your smartphone and start watching Newsmax TV for free. The app has no paywall and gives real news you can trust. You're having fun out there in the sun. Summertime is family time. The fun's just begun. Kick back and relax. We're always here for you. We hope you feel great all summer long. But if you start to feel like something's gone wrong, we treat you like family. Physicians, quality care. Hey, West Tennessee, what are you gonna do? For physical therapy, you know it's up to you. You've got a choice, it's so easy to see. The best is PQC, PT. We're gonna help you get back to living life. It's so easy to see. The best is PQC, PT. 
And welcome into Super Talk 93.1 and the weather forecast for this Tuesday, June 20th. It is going to be today a very cloudy day. Intervals of clouds coming in. Sunshine, though, for the most part, as you'll have a thunderstorm pop up in uh, some portions of the area. Your high today of 85 degrees, overnight low 68. Wednesday, more of the same intervals of clouds with some thunderstorms popping up in some spots across the region. We're going to have a overnight low Wednesday into Thursday of 65 degrees. Currently at McKellar-Sipes Airport in Jackson, it is 72 degrees. Dominating Dixie. This is the Y'all Show on West Tennessee Supertalk 93.1 FM. My fellow Southerners, welcome into the final hour on this Tuesday, y'all. With John Rawl, y'all.com presents this program that's all about Dixie. Y'all.com is the South's homepage. And we encourage you to go there. We've got all kinds of good stories posted there. And it is a great site. I know so because I'm the publisher of y'all.com. Check that out. And we are glad that you're riding along here on this Tuesday, y'all show. You can participate in the program we've got a 24 hour a day seven day a week text line 615-208-4184 615-208-4184 text us if you've got something you want to pass along we'll be happy to share that here as this show is broadcasting on awesome radio stations in the south it's also available in podcast form at apple podcasts we're in itunes just search for y'all show also found on spotify on TuneIn and the iHeartRadio apps. Check it out. Awesome. Share it. Tell everybody. Let us grow this thing. It's a time of growing, and we want to do that here on the Y'all Show. Our Takapola storyteller is going to be coming on in the next segment. His name is Jerry Short, and he already gave me the subject today we're going to talk about. It's hitchhiking. Have you hitchhiked lately? Have you ever hitchhiked? We've got a lot to say about hitchhiking. And you can tune in to that conversation in just a few minutes when our good friend, Mr. Short, is on with us on the Takapola Storyteller segment. Also, we've got a Southern Sports Blast coming your way. The matchups in today's College World Series, we'll share that, plus NBA news out of Charlotte. We'll let you know about that in our Southern Sports Report coming up in the next half hour or so, give or take about a half hour. Good to have you back here. Let's kick in with the headlines today. And the big story is if you're in South Texas, really all the way up to the Oklahoma line, it's most of Texas, other than the panhandle, extremely hot temperatures in Texas and most of Louisiana. Dangerous heat wave currently going on. Life-threatening heat. Triple-digit heat. So be very careful in most of Texas and almost all of Louisiana with extremely hot temperatures today and forecast for the next little while as a dangerous heat wave going on. Now, we had hot temperatures over the weekend. Those hot temperatures helped lead to stormy days on Saturday and Sunday and some of Monday 
several people dying in Oklahoma. We had a tornado outbreak in Mississippi. And in one town in Jasper County, Mississippi, we've got a death. We've got the passage of a man in his 60s there, 67-year-old George Gene Hayes, dying at his home outside of Lewin, Mississippi. L-O-U-I-N is the name of that town, not far from Bay Springs, Mississippi. Power outages as a result of the storms that have come through across the southeast. Many states still reporting outages. It was up to about half a million on Monday, and now that number comes down considerably, but according to the app that checks out power outages across the nation, there were still several hundred thousand people Monday, in the evening at least, struggling without power. Like one town in the Texas Panhandle, which got hit last week by a tornado. As of Monday, 4,000 customers still without power in Perryton, Texas. It takes a while. Could you imagine having to go out and fix the electric grid and electric phone, electric power lines when it's 100 and something degrees out there? And according to the poweroutage.us website, Oklahoma, Texas, and Louisiana had more than 300,000 customers without electricity as of Monday afternoon. Hmm. Now, that's not good news. Hearing about power outages when I'm about to tell you that we have our first named tropical storm of the year churning in the Atlantic. Tropical Storm Brett. It's expected to strengthen into a hurricane in the next few days as it moves west toward the Lesser Antilles. It's the second named storm of the season, but it's the first to be officially a tropical storm that's destined to become a hurricane, it looks like. Going to be heading south of Puerto Rico, it appears. Then we'll watch to see which direction it goes once it's right there south of San Juan in Puerto Rico. According to some of the forecasters right now, this portion of the Atlantic heading over toward Puerto Rico, it has extremely warm waters According to this forecaster, record water warm, record warm water temps for this time of year. And that's why this is a pretty scary storm, Brett. Because warm waters mean intensity. It means this thing's going to get going faster and stronger than anybody would want. Other headlines across the South on today's Y'all Show. I want to let you know about in Atlanta, Georgia, the city council there is expected to uh, vote here pretty soon on changing the curfew laws of one of our largest cities in the country. And right now, did you realize that there is a curfew of 11 p.m. for anyone under the age of 18? And at least one Atlanta city council member, Keisha Sean Waits, wants to change that curfew time to 7 o'clock. So many killings in Atlanta so much violence that some of the city council members are trying to do something about it. The proposal to move to seven failed, by the way, that the councilwoman waits proposed. And they'll have to come back with another resolution, but so much violence in cities around the country. Atlanta, no exception. And I hope they get that curfew pushed back a little earlier. Get those kids home. That would be a good thing.
Some business news. Bucky's is going to open up a location, it looks like, in Clarksville, Tennessee. Montgomery County, welcome in Bucky's as your fourth Bucky's in the state of Tennessee. As the Clarksville Montgomery County Regional Planning Commission has had documents filed there for a site plan for a new Bucky's that will be just off of Interstate 24 at the intersection of Trenton Road and Tylertown Road. This would be a 77,000 square feet Bucky's gas station. It would include 120 gas pumps. That's quite a lot. <laughs> and if this goes forward as it is expected, it would be the fourth Bucky's in Tennessee. You've got one already up and going in Crossville. There's going to be one opening up in Sevier County, just east of Knoxville, in just a couple of days on Monday, actually. That one opens up in Sevier County. Murfreesboro is going to be getting one in 2024, just off of Interstate 24, southeast of Nashville. There's one in Athens, Alabama, one in Bowling Green, Kentucky on the way. I'm looking at you, West Tennessee. You don't have a Bucky's. What is going on that Bucky's doesn't have one on I 40 west of Parker's Crossroads? Huh? That'd be a perfect place. Let's say between Parker's Crossroads and Brownsville, Tennessee, would be a good place for a Bucky's, in my opinion. Some sports news. Congratulations to Maryland native Francis Tiafo as he becomes the third black American to reach the top 10 of tennis. 23-year-old tennis star, and he is just doing quite well, although he's not won a major. But the third highest ranking black tennis player from America ever, Francis Tiafo, a name to look out for. Born in Hyattsville, Maryland, back in 1998. He's six foot two, a right-hander, and a two-handed backhand that he's got there. He's won already nearly $9 million playing tennis. Not bad for a guy who's won that much and never won a major. But he's considered in the world tennis rankings top ten, the third black tennis player to ever reach that congratulations speaking of black not a black tennis player but a black panther now has been reported twice in huntsville alabama in that area as a woman says she saw a black panther twice around green mountain south of huntsville there's been one another lady said they saw one on in the montesano state park is there a multitude of panthers there's one, a lady said that she saw one Sunday afternoon on Chapman Mountain in northeast Huntsville. I don't know if I'm going to go back to the uh, Rocket City anymore after reading this story. Panthers, black panthers on the loose in the hills of North Alabama. Keep your eye open. I know one time I told you all in the show earlier that I saw a red fox, not the actor, an actual fox. When I lived in Huntsville, I got behind a fox one day, and I'm not kidding. I drove right behind this red fox for probably five minutes. It was just cruising through the neighborhood, going full speed, but it would make 90-degree turns. It was a perfect turn, and it would stay on the street. It's pretty wild. I wonder if those Black Panthers are doing that right now as they're having fun, it looks like, hanging out in Madison County, Alabama. 
That's a look at the news headlines here for this Tuesday. We're going to take a break, come back. Our Takapola storyteller, Jerry Short, will be on, and he's going to talk about hitchhiking. And that's going to be a great conversation, I guarantee you. So enjoy that. That's coming up next here on the Y'all Show Tuesday edition. Y'all.com's our website. We'll be right back. Don't be afraid of the real estate market. Be afraid of hiring the wrong real estate agent. Are you wondering if you can still make money on the sale of your home? I'm Beth Halton with the Halton Home Team, and the answer is yes. Yes, you can. The Halton Home Team has customized marketing systems, pricing strategies, and decades of experience that will guarantee you the most money for the sale of your home. We realize that selling your home can be stressful. However, the Halton Home Team will work hard to make your real estate experience go from stress to success. We know that no two real estate transactions are alike, so we're going to walk you through the entire process, allowing you to have the confidence that you're getting top dollar for your home. The reason I can make all these claims is that we have helped thousands of happy families in the Jackson area to sell their homes in the past, and we will continue to help them in the future. I encourage you to take a look at our nearly 500 five-star reviews on Google. We look forward to meeting you and helping you buy or sell your home. Just call 984-2200 or Google the Haltom Home Team today. Gaming after work is the only time you can. Savory steak and bacon grilled cheese sounds like a great plan. Wow, kids online are really mean. Sonic steak and bacon grilled cheese. Mm, Sonic. Of Sonic's under two dollar craves are under two bucks. So you can get something tasty without breaking the bank. Sonic under two dollar craves. Mm, Sonic. See Me Tree Service presents the Super Talk 93.1 text line, 731-410-7560. Hit us up there anytime at that text line presented by See Me Tree Service, 731-410-7560. And a word about See Me Tree Service. They are licensed and insured. You can call them for a free estimate, 731-617-2236. They cover all of West Tennessee, and they can help you out. They're a small family-owned business with tree removal, tree trimming, tree elevation, pruning, tree topping, stump grinding, and a whole lot more. Again, call for that free estimate. See me, Tree Service, 731-617-2236. Have you heard? Aeneas Internet and Telephone and Southwest Tennessee Electric are bringing fiber internet to your area. Enjoy unlimited data and high speeds at affordable pricing. Receive free installation, free standard equipment, and local support. Pricing starts at only $59.95 a month. Ask us about the affordable connectivity program and save $30 off your internet package. For information and availability, sign up at fiber.aeneas.com. That's fiber.aeneas.com. Or give us a call at 731-554-9200. This is the Y'all Show on West Tennessee Super Talk 93.1 FM. Keep it Southern.
the Tuesday Y'all Show continues. Welcome back into the program that covers all things Southern. John Rawl, and time now for the Takapola storyteller, Jerry Short, to come back on and tell us about the stories of yesterday and mixing it in with the craziness of today. Jerry, how you doing? Man, I'm doing pretty good. If things are just starting to get too hot, summertime's here. Jerry, I want to talk to you a little bit about something that you brought up off microphone, if you will, that you have experience with. I've got one experience with, and we're going to spend some minutes here talking about why this isn't in vogue in 2023 like it might have been back in the day when you were a, a youngster, and that's the lost art of hitchhiking. Why do people not hitchhike now, and maybe what uh, experience do you have? Do you remember your first hitchhiking? Hitchhiking? I'll probably hitchhike halfway around the United States, but uh, certainly I remember the first one. And then I remember some long ones also. But we used to hitchhike from uh, a town. Uh, interstate wasn't complete then a lot of times. But we used to hitchhike from uh, 100 miles to Memphis and spend the night up there with people we knew or go to the theater in Memphis. As a kid? You As a kid, but we were supposed to be maybe camped out. You know, a lot of people camped out in those days, you know, as kids. And we'd uh, say, well, we're going to camp out. I need a pack of wieners, and I need some buns. And But we didn't take those wieners and buns. We hit the highway hitchhiking. And, you know, I wasn't, today, if uh, I had a child or someone wanting to hitchhike, it'd be mostly because of, I think it's too dangerous, way too dangerous today. It, you know, as a matter of fact, back in those days, there was times that I felt uneasy, you know, even hitchhiking. We're talking 50s and 60s, you know. That's when you were a youngster back in the 50s and 60s? Unfortunately, yes. I, I, my first big hitchhike, longest one, I probably went uh, uh, 2,000 miles round trip at least, I guess. Uh, when I at was what age? 14. And Are you crazy? By myself. I felt crazy because when I was trapped in the Smoky Mountains and I would hide and, and then I'd say, do I need to get out and put my thumb out? You know, who's in this car coming, you know? before interstates and uh i remember up in the cumberland gap and all up through that part of the country coming back from around knoxville i believe that's what they called it then and uh you know a guy every now and then somebody pick you up and they'd try to help you out but i tell you when i left at 14 that was 1960 and when i left at 14 i had one dollar bill and i spent that first night in the baseball dugout at Ole miss and then I went up to the football stadium, and when the sun hit me, you know, they didn't lock the stadium in the press box. I went up in the press box. Sun hit me, and I hit the highway with that dollar. Well, I had computed that dollar to buy me 10 meals because you could get a Coca-Cola in 1960 for 5 cents. You could also get a pack of crackers or cookies for 5 cents. So I figured a, a pack of those and a Coke. Hey, we got a meal here, boy. But uh, I was broke by the time I got to Birmingham. <laughs> I had to eat like I eat today. But it didn't go, you know, it didn't go that far. So, you know, I guess I had 10 Cokes. And uh, I remember in Birmingham, it was down in the railroad yards of Birmingham coming in on Highway 78. And uh, I got down there and I had a dime left. And I went to this place. And I believe they still have had factory in uh, Birmingham called Buffalo Rock. And... Uh, they had a drink in this little place there at the uh, railroad yards. Had a lot of a lot of different uh, trains that switched in there, so they had a lot of tracks. And they had a guy that uh, I don't know they bought stuff down there. I guess people off of trains and whatever. But it wasn't you know we didn't have McDonald's spread everywhere, 
So uh, anyway, I got a Buffalo Rock drink, and I got a, uh, another pack of cookies. Well, it was the worst tasting drink I ever had in my life. I'm not a I'm not an alcoholic drinker. So at the same time, I, it, it tastes to me probably what what a doggone uh, whiskey sour would taste like to someone today. So I didn't drink it all. So I probably spent about seven cents of my last dime. I didn't get to spend the whole thing. But then I went and slept in a in a baseball dugout on Iron Mountain, going out uh, that side of Birmingham, and uh, I heard the trains switching down there. Wasn't far from the train yard, and uh, so I went down there and jumped on a train because we did that a lot as kids. In modern day Casey Jones, Casey Jones, and well, I had an uncle that fell off of a train and got run over and killed. As like I don't know if he's a modern day at the time back in the uh, 30s up in uh, Kentucky Tennessee line north of Nashville and got run over and killed. So I guess it might have been in my blood to be a a train rider but we used to do that really a lot seriously because uh you know back then trains whatever you know it was a train it was a lot a lot heavier for transportation with train traffic than it was with semis and and trailer trucks like it is today and as far as i remember the town i lived just south of where i uh oxford was uh only one trailer truck uh company came here a day and this town was about uh, 3500 or something people but the train come every day this was original uh central uh mississippi line it uh grant tried to uh stop and uh we had good help from uh nathan bedford forest to try to keep him from stopping it however uh you know we would ride those down and ride them back and forth you know empty or not you know had a lot back then you had a lot of clothing factories but as far as the hitchhiking part that wasn't very dangerous you'd think riding a train might be but hitchhiking, I know I got on out on the highway. And we're talking, by the way, with Jerry Short, the Takapola storyteller right here on this Y'all Show Tuesday edition. And, Jerry, if you have not been exposed to him before, he always has colorful stories and memories of yesterday, yesteryear. And 99.2% of everything he says is absolutely true. Back to your story. Okay. Well, anyway, uh, you know, that was a day of no GPSs or didn't even have a road map, so when I'd stick my thumb out to hitchhike, and if, if we, didn't, we didn't really get into explaining, a lot of people out there today may not even realize what hitchhiking is, but hitchhiking is when you're flagging down a vehicle, but you just stuck your thumb out, and you was wanting to ride, and if, if they wanted to pick you up, they'd pull over, and you'd run up and say, where are you going? They'd say, where are you going? And you might, if I was in an area back then on this trip, I'd be way off maybe on a Georgia around Chattanooga or somewhere not really knowing. But I'd ride wherever they were going. But I knew, I, you know, I really didn't have a destination because I'd had a little conflict with my father. So I was out on my... I was one of these... When you say, I'm going to run away, and a kid takes your suitcase, and he goes, you know, two blocks, and he comes home the next night. I didn't do that. And, you know, I didn't take anything but that dollar that my friends gave me. And that's all they could scrape up. I had one boy that was 15 years old, and he had a vehicle. So he drove me to the uh, corner off the square in Oxford, and that's where I started from. So somebody didn't know you were going to go off and hitchhike? Oh, yeah, two of my best friends did because when I left home, I went to one of them's house, and I told them I was going to leave and I wanted to go somewhere, and I didn't know where I was going. But I did have a friend staying in uh, South Carolina. He was visiting his uncle who was in the Navy, and uh, 
So I was going. He had asked me to go over there for a week or so, and uh, my daddy wouldn't let me go. So I decided, you know, well, he's over there. I'm going to hitchhike over there and then take him from see what happens then once I get there. And that was over in uh, South Carolina. So uh, when I got uh, over there, unfortunately, when I uh, asked for uh, ask a guy just over for his uh, telephone if I could borrow it and borrowed nickel also to make a phone call and use his phone book, I called these people up and I said, is this friend of mine there? And they said, no, and they didn't know I was in town. You know, they they didn't know I was in Charleston, South Carolina. I just soon could have been anywhere. But uh, I said, they said, no, we put him on a bus and sent him home yesterday. <laughs> and I said, oh, my gosh, I'm stuck. I'm going to have to hitchhike because I had come to the realization that you could not make it at 14 years old. I don't care if it was safer then back in, in the United States. You could not make it at 14 years old on a dollar that had dwindled down to zero. So uh, they said he was gone, so I started eastbound. I wasn't westbound anymore. I mean, I started westbound. I wasn't eastbound anymore. So I was on my way back, and I came back across the Smokies where when I came through the first time, I came down around Savannah, and then I went north up to Charleston where uh, his uncle was in the uh, Navy up there at a naval yard. You may be familiar with it. Yeah. I think it's still there. And uh, But I didn't get to visit very long. I, I hear Stike on back, and, you know, you, you think back about the people that really tried to help you. I know that first ride that I got from uh, Jasper, Alabama, after I left, I got a nosebleed in front of Elvis Presley's home leaving Jupilo, and the boys did scrape up an extra shirt for me. How did you get a nosebleed while, you know, while hitchhiking? You know, I you know I, I was bad about getting nosebleeds at that age for some reason, and uh, it was hot, and then I was by myself, and I had walked you know in between places where I'd hitchhiked, and I was going up that hill leaving Tupelo, and right there where Elvis Presley's uh, birthplace and home was, and I don't know I caught a I caught a nosebleed there, and it got on my shirt, so I threw that shirt away, but I was carrying one extra shirt in that dollar. Which by that time I was probably down to sixty cents or something. But anyway, uh, I got on over there and then coming back. You think about the guy that carried me from Jasper into Birmingham. Uh, he had tattoos on him, which at that time, you know, that was popular for somebody in the Navy or something like that. But you just never saw that. So that worried me. He was in a sixty uh, Oldsmobile convertible. I'll never forget that because his vehicle impressed me. You know, that would be the things that would impress you on a trip like that. But anyway. Um, he uh, he led me out at the when I said I'll get out here to the uh, railroad railroad yards. He led me out, and I was kind of relieved to get out because I didn't like the you know the way that uh, was kind of looking like. But I had to walk all the way across that town, Birmingham, and then uh, when I got on over to Charleston, coming back, I know one guy up in the mountains. I'd be I'd be riding with somebody. I'd say, Where are you going? And they'd say some town I'd never heard of, obviously at that age. And I'd say, Well, that's where I'm going. And I'd ride with him there, and then I'd get out, and then I'd walk like around the corner like I was home. That way no one would turn me in or do anything that I had to worry about the law being after me. And uh, then I would stick my th- I'd come around the block, and I'd stick my thumb out, and I'd be back on the highway again. Not even really knowing where I was. I think it was Highway 64, but I ended up down in Chattanooga, I believe, 64, 68 or something like that. And... Uh, but a guy uh, stopped, and he had a uh, a Corvair, and uh, 
one of Corvair. It was a, uh, uh, a little Chevrolet anyway. And uh, he bought me a milkshake and a hamburger at a drive-in place that you just pull up in front of. And uh, it was cold in those doggone Smoky Mountains. And I, even in the summer at night, and I had a, uh, I had a short sleeve shirt on, and I had short pants on, and I had uh, tennis shoes on. And uh, I like to froze to death after I took care of that milkshake. So I got out in the floorboard. I asked him, was it all right if I got out in the floorboard? So I got out in the floorboard, and then we come on, and we almost got to uh, Chattanooga. And that's where I got out. And he went he went another way. I think he was going up into Kentucky or somewhere. And uh, so I, I, I did that step by step by step, hitchhiking with my thumb out and going from town to town to town to town. You know, it's kind of like Elvis in Kentucky rain, but I didn't have anybody to look for. I was, I was more worried about when I got home, what kind of circumstances I was going to run into with my father. But uh, anyway. And with that, let me remind you, you're listening to Jerry Short, the Takapola Storyteller, here on this Tuesday Y'all Show. And, yes, Jerry mentioned that he had a little disagreement with his father, which kind of helped propel him on this 14-year-old going off hitchhiking. You had a loving mother. Right. They had no idea what you were doing. She worried those two friends of mine to death that had carried me to uh, with the dollar and the extra shirt. They thought they, she thought that they had me hid out in the woods because we camped out so much and uh, we did that, you know, regular on a regular basis. And school was out. It was right after school was out that year. And uh, she would worry them to death. They told me later, you know, be at their house and tell us where he is. Tell us where he is. And, uh, you know, my daddy, he was real quiet and didn't say a word. But uh, when we got, uh, I got closer into uh, 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 home, uh, I was up around a Bolivar, Tennessee, and uh, I turned south, and I come down to uh, Holly Springs. And I got into Holly Springs, and this is something that uh, I didn't tell you exactly how I would eat when uh, somebody wouldn't buy me anything. Back in those days, like a bread man or a produce person, they would put stuff behind some little country store's screen door. You know, it might be in 3 in the morning, 4 in the morning before they opened, and they'd leave it. It was safe to do stuff like that. Well, I would see that, and then I would go get me some celery, or I'd go get a banana, or I'd go get something like that, or a loaf of bread, and that's what I'd eat. And uh, so I eat that stuff on the way back. I'd become... You know, you kind of you learn off the land when you've been out there a little bit. So, I got to Holly Springs, and these that must have been before ring cameras existed. Uh, yeah, my, uh, my son, my son keeps up with me on that today on a 360. But uh, what um, uh, what I was going to say? Uh, anyway, I got into Holly Springs, and they had just built these uh, reservoirs that were really hot for fishing in 1960. They built them in '50 and they had peaked out on fishing. These two guys come around the square about 3 in the morning from Memphis, and they was going to Sardis Reservoir fishing. And that uh, the next town that I could uh, get closer to home was Oxford from Holly Springs, which is about 30 miles. And uh, they come and ask me where could they get some bait. Back then, everybody, you know, it wasn't casting rods and reels. It was more of a fishing pole and a hook and a minnow, you know, because my daddy had a bait shop. And uh, so I knew about all that stuff, and I told them, you can't get one here in Holly Springs, the best place, because I was wanting to ride on to Oxford. I said, the best place you're going to have to get me a place is 
go to Oxford and I'll show you where a bait shop is. It's at the Ice House, just off the square down under the hill. And so I rode on down to Baseball with him, which was getting me within 15 miles of home. And uh, so I um, got out there and uh, pointed down under the hill. And then I took off running because I knew they weren't going to find no bait shop down there. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, it was a road uh, that went around to, uh, between the town and the university. And uh, an author lived over there, William Faulkner. And uh, as I come by, I knew William from some of his uh, things he had done in his past life. It, me and the friend I was going to go see had kind of put him in his car before and stuff. But anyway... He recognized me when I come by and we spoke and started telling him a story. I thought he might write a novel about me or something, you know, and I'd be the next Paul Newman in Long Hot Summer. But it uh, didn't work out that way. But I went on down and I got on a train in one of those empty cars. That, uh, they usually carried uh, uh, fabric and stuff to a uh, place called Rice Sticks, which made jeans and shirts and stuff in the town I lived in. So uh, I... Uh, I got down there and I jumped off the train just before, just before I jumped off the train just before, just before we got on into town, and uh, I walked up to a friend of mine's house, not the same one that I went to South Carolina to see, but I went up to his house and when uh, uh, we were on the porch and I could hear my daddy going to the farm, I could tell his truck when he shifted out, he come up the hill you know, and it was early in the morning, and I said, hmm. I best go face up and find out what my situation is going to be like when I get home. And uh, he went on by, and, and so I walked home. He drove right past you? You'd been gone well, for two was, weeks? He, yeah, he was on the highway, but I was laying down on that guy's front porch, that friend of mine, and I let him pass because I knew it was time for him to go to the farm. He had a bunch of cattle, and he'd go feed them and everything. About that time, he did other stuff locally. But uh, as he went by, and when I saw him leave, and I went home, and I knocked on the door, and my mother came to the door, and she liked to collapse, and it was a terrible thing. To, and then, but she was, you know, so glad to see me, and, and obviously, and it could be, she still, I'm sure, until the day that she passed, she thought that those boys had me probably hid out in the woods. I don't think they ever believed that I left the county, you know. And uh, however, I did, and. Uh, but um, which uh, unfortunately I could have proved it. But I think that uh, sailor I went to stage see was a friend of mine. He's 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 passed also. So we went on, uh, and Mama and I was asking her what's going to happen, and she said, "Well, he's not going to say a word." And I said, "He's not going to say a word." Talk about your father. Talk about my daddy. And I said, "He always does say a word plus a word," you know. He usually uses a strap besides a word. But uh, anyway, uh, he came in that night and he's, until uh, I left home again in 64 and uh, never went back. But uh, Why did he not say a word? He never said a word. Oh, he, he just went and sat down and ate supper and uh, or dinner, as you'd call it, this day and time. But it was a good country supper meal in those days. And uh, he didn't talk about it. You were gone for two weeks, and a guy didn't ask where his son went for two weeks? No, I, he knew that. Uh, I think I had. He was a, a boxing champion of the uh, battalion in World War II. And he liked to carry that stuff forward with a lot. That's the reason 
that I left because uh, I kind of took a swing at him when I'm 14, and you don't do that. And uh, so uh, he knew that if, if he stirred it up, that I was as hard-headed as he was probably. You know, that's where two hard heads met, and, uh, and I'd already been out on the road that long. So, you know, that was never mentioned in, um, for the next four years that I lived with you. It was never mentioned anything at all about it. Well, I'm glad you got past that, and both your parents died just a few years after that. We're wrapping up with Jerry Short, our Taco Polo storyteller, talking about hitchhiking, of which he did as a 14-year-old, and after being away from his parents for two weeks, got back to his town, maybe uh, 2,000 miles he tallied up on his hitchhiking experience. Jerry, hitchhiking is not something you recommend in today's world, is it? Oh, heck, fire no. You know, I've had uh, two children, and, of course, I they never even had the intention of doing that. Got five grandchildren, and, you know, I'm sure none of them would even think of doing it. But, you know, we used to just pretend to hitchhike some. But it's so dangerous now. You know, I mean, I've got out in front of that friend of mine's house I was laying on the porch, and we've taken an empty suitcase out on the street, and we'd stand there. It was the main highway at that time, Central Street. It was Highway 7. And uh, we'd stand on the middle of the thing and get a ride with some older lady she might take us downtown about five blocks and <laughs> this as far as we're going idiots yeah i know but boy did we have fun and uh you know we even hitchhiked to the world premiere at crosstown theater in memphis uh to uh cleopatra with elizabeth taylor and we were supposed to be camping out that night you know you could get away with it a little bit then but we didn't have anything to wear so we went to sears crosstown and we went in with our old clothes on, and we tried on some fresh clothes that we liked. And because uh, the Crosstown Theater was just kind of across the street on Cooper, uh, across from Sears Crosstown, and uh, we we uh, we we paid we paid what little money we had, and uh, but they didn't know what we had when we come in. I think I bought a shirt, and uh, we went over to see uh, the world premiere for the area for the South for Cleopatra with Elizabeth Taylor and all the fine folks. All right, now that we're talking about shoplifting, we better shut this thing down. Jerry, I will wrap up by saying I did have my own experience having a hitchhike about five years ago, and it wasn't a pleasant experience. It was done out of necessity. I'll save that one for another time when I have the y'all storyteller coming on. That would be me. But right now, we're just glad to have had the Takapola storyteller, Jerry Short, join us for this story of hitchhike hitchhiking we're glad you made it back safely and hopefully you won't have to do it again anytime soon always great to talk to jerry and jerry you have a good rest of your day and thanks for coming on thank you john i'm gonna keep my thumb in my pocket and i'm not gonna get on that street because i I would be scared today (laughs) all right we'll have more of the y'all show on this tuesday edition coming right up stay tuned Riley here. You're at the right place for great local and regional talk. It's all right here on the Frankie Lack Show. Hey, Sean Hannity here, and thanks for taking the Frankie Lack Show home along with your drive. This is Frankie Lax. Join me and Airborne Bob Monday through Friday afternoons, 4 to 6, for the Frankie Lack Show. National and state issues are covered with a local flavor. Call, text, or email us at mail at frankielax.com. Stimulating talk on West Tennessee's conservative voice, Super Talk 93.1. 
Jesus said, Everyone who drinks of this water shall thirst again. But whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. But the water that I shall give him shall become in him a well of water springing up to eternal life. So, my friends, Jesus is the water of life. He is the source of the supply of the fountain which gushes forth living water, the essence of life which is in Jesus' blood. In Him is the possibility of the fullness of life and enjoyment. Jesus says, Let the water of my life well up in you and flow out in a never-ending stream. When you feel dry, speak to the source and say, Spring up, O well, through the hard, rocky places of your life joy and peace will tumble forth and cause you to be a blessing to everyone you meet. Hey, this is Chuck Walker with Southeastern Termite and Pest Control. We recently celebrated our 20th year in business here in West Tennessee. That's two decades of growth for us. We've added to our work family, moved locations a few times, seen our co-workers have kids and grandkids. We've even seen our clients who were kids when we started at their parents' house now call us to take care of their homes. Lots of things change over 20 years, but here's what has it. We can still be reached 24 hours a day. We still provide quality, guaranteed termite and pest control service for all of West Tennessee. We still are the go-to company for real estate closing letters. We still provide quality fungus treatments and affordable moisture barriers. We still take care of your bed bugs, brown recluse, and every other pest problem you could have. If you own a home, you need termite protection. And the biggest thing we've learned in 20 years, we need you. Give us a call 24 hours a day for a different kind of experience from a service company. Southeastern, 660-1052. That's Southeastern, 660-1052. In communities across West Tennessee, we feel the effects of opioid addiction. We all know someone touched by addiction. Neighbors, friends, family members. Know now that there's help and hope. Together, we can rise above and make recovery a reality. Neighbors working together. Tennessee together. If you or someone you know needs help for addiction, help is available. Call the Jackson-Madison County Prevention Coalition, 731-694-0741. This project is funded by a grant for the Tennessee Department of Mental Health and Substance Abuse Services. Make Mama proud. Keep listening to The Y'all Show on West Tennessee Supertalk, 93.1 FM. Turning home here on this Tuesday edition of the Y'all Show with John Rawl, and always good to talk to our Takapola storyteller Jerry Short. And we actually have some reaction to his discussion of, of talking about hitchhiking. I'll get to that, but we've got some developing news happening in the nation on this Tuesday. The federal government has struck a plea deal with Hunter Biden as he's pled guilty to federal tax charges. 
Also striking a deal on a gun charge. The son of the president in a court filing here today, Tuesday, having a plea deal. And it will have immediate reverberations in the 2024 presidential campaign. A developing story. Hunter Biden pleading guilty to federal tax charges and striking a deal on a gun charge. More to come for sure on this subject. To the Y'all Show text line. And y'all can text us anytime here at the Y'all Show. We have our 24-7 text line, 615-208-4184. Appreciate all the feedback we get on there as a texter here is letting us know. Hitchhiking definitely ain't what it used to be. Well, thank you for that. Pretty funny statement there. Again, Jerry Short talking about hitchhiking in a big way in our previous segment of the Y'all Show. Now time to give you a quick Southern Sports Report here as we are getting close to closing up shop for the day. And we'll start off with what's going on on the Diamond in Omaha as the College World Series continues and we've seen the Stanford Cardinal pack up and leave after Tennessee knocked them off in an elimination game on Monday. And now the Vols will be taking on the LSU Tigers today. They're the primetime game on ESPN, 7 Eastern, 6 o'clock Omaha time. Between these two SEC foes, LSU lost a heartbreaker to Wake Forest on Monday. So LSU and Tennessee winner stays alive. The loser heads home from the College World Series. The early game today in the College World Series is an elimination game between the Golden Eagles of Oral Roberts and the Horned Frogs of TCU. That's a 2 o'clock Eastern, 1 o'clock Central Time first pitch. TCU, Oral Roberts, that will be followed by LSU and Tennessee in prime time. Both Florida and the Wake Forest Demon Deacons are flawless so far in the World Series, and they await whoever comes out of these games today for the semifinals. Then whoever wins that goes on and plays in the national finals for the national championship of college baseball. NBA News, Michael Jordan has reached a deal to sell the Charlotte Hornets as he's been the owner, the majority owner of that NBA franchise for roughly 13 seasons. And it's been a woeful 13 seasons. Charlotte went 423 and 600 during his time, the 26th best record over the NBA in that time period. And now Jordan reaching a deal to sell his majority ownership of the Hornets. He's selling it to what will be the majority owners, Gabe Plotkin and Rick Schnall. And there will be other minority owners, including if the deal goes through, Eric Church, country music singer and big-time North Carolina Tar Heel fan and an Appalachian State alum. Eric Church among the potential minority owners. With Jordan's sale, there will no longer be a black owner in NBA world. I'm sure they'll try to do something about that. But he was a not-so-great owner. So for those of us who like the purple and teal, we're happy to see him head off to the sunset. (laughs) Michael Jordan out as the Hornets majority owner. That's a Southern Sports update here on this Tuesday Y'all Show. We'll wrap this Y'all Show up after this quick break and come back and tell you a little bit about what we've got in store on the Wednesday program that shakes the South. Stay tuned.
Are you tired of paying MSRP or more when shopping for new vehicles? Well, Steve Marsh Ford has you covered. Invoice pricing, if it's on the lot or not, is being extended for the absolute final time through June. If it's on the lot, invoice pricing. If you order it, invoice pricing. Scared of high interest rates? Steve Marsh Ford has as low as 0% on select new Fords. Going on now at Steve Marsh Ford. Invoice pricing on new Fords. 0% interest, low payments. Saving thousands with the largest selection on the ground. Only in Milan. Extended through June. Only at Steve Marsh Ford. If it's on the lot or not. Invoice pricing on new Fords, F-150s, Maverick, Ranger, Edge, Explorer, Escape, Expedition, and even Bronco Sport. The imitators, they can't be duplicators. The only dealer giving you invoice pricing and low 0% interest. Extended for the final time through June. Steve Marsh Ford in Milan. And remember, if you don't get to Steve Marsh Ford, we can't save you money! And Steve Marsh Ford in Milan presents the Super Talk 93.1 phone line. You can call us at 731-554-1170. 731-554-1170. The Super Talk 93.1 phone line, powered by Steve Marsh Ford in Milan. Hey, Jackson in West Tennessee, Dustin Ring here again with Dustin Buys Houses. I'm still buying houses fast for cash in all of West Tennessee. You have a house that just needs too many repairs and you can't afford to fix it? We can make you a cash offer and purchase the house as is so you don't have to fix it. We even pay closing costs. Do you have a rental that's filled with bad tenants? Leave the hard work to us. We'll buy the house for cash and close and deal with them ourselves. Are you relocating for a job and need to sell ASAP? We can make you a cash offer today and close in as little as 30 days. And remember, we take the property as is we'll even clean it out are you going through an icky divorce i've been there no fun but we'll buy that house too i'm also looking for multifamily properties duplexes triplexes apartments i even buy mobile homes and mobile home parks do you just have vacant land give me a call i'll make you an offer call me today at 577-4150 again 577-4150 you can even send me a text message again the number 731-577-4150 or visit dustin Buys.com. Jackson Off-Road Plus Complete Automotive Service Center is Jackson's one-stop for diesel performance, suspension lifts, wheels, tires, and services and accessories for all types of vehicles at some of the lowest prices in West Tennessee. Just installed a new state-of-the-art front-end alignment system with the latest machinery and technology. Jackson Off-Road Plus, 1082 Highway 45 Bypass. Find them on Facebook open six days a week you gotta love technology in the future when you have an accident your car will be programmed to let you know which shops are certified to make your repairs to pre-accident condition collision specialist is always trying to stay ahead of the curve we're already certified with nissan infinity hyundai chrysler and adding more all the time call 668-9263 or visit us at 96 fairway boulevard certified repairs from collision specialist Sakura japanese restaurant set the standard in West Tennessee for sushi, specialty rolls, and hibachi grill items. Sakura also offers a Chinese menu with lunch specials available Monday through Sunday. All lunch specials served with egg drop or hot and sour soup, salad, and mixed rice. Sakura also offers a full bar with a happy hour on Fridays, 5 to 7 p.m., and Saturdays all night, two-for-one domestic beers. You can dine in the newly remodeled dining area at 70 Carriage House Drive or call Sakura at 731-664-2878 for takeout or delivery. From the Smokies to the Bayou, this is the Y'all Show on West Tennessee Super Talk 93.1 FM. 
the catchy little tune from Mr. Wallen to help us close out this Tuesday Y'all Show. Thank you so much for being a part of our program. Again, if you missed any of it, whether it was the Takapola Storyteller that was on with us or Neil Wooten who was on in our second hour, the author of the True Crime Memoir with the Devil's Help. You can go back and listen to the podcast edition of this show anytime. We're on Spotify, Our Heart Radio, the TuneIn app. We're also an Apple Podcast and iTunes. Just search the y'all show and you can listen to us and enjoy your little heart out thank you again for being a part of y'all we will see you back here for more fun on wednesday bye-bye now